What's up, everybody? It's John Morgan. Listen, I want to just say thank y'all to everybody who has been supporting this podcast. Um, I cannot grow this without the support of the community who allows me to grow. So thank y'all to everybody who's been supporting, everybody who's been sharing it, everybody who is a subscriber on YouTube, everybody who has purchased merch from me, everybody who just tells somebody, you know, through through telling somebody in conversation who share these podcasts and your group text. Thank y'all. I, I, I cannot do this without you guys. So thank you for that. Right now, we want to ask for a specific type of support right now. If you can, stop what you're doing. Yes, you right now. Stop what you're doing. Stop what you're doing right now. Go to the YouTube channel and subscribe. Become a subscriber to this page, the Live Your Purpose podcast YouTube channel. Become a subscriber. Like, share, tell somebody about it. But stop what you're doing right now. Go to your YouTube page and become a subscriber. Click it. Click subscribe on the YouTube page and become a subscriber of this page. It allows us to grow and it allows us to, to touch different reach with different people. So please, if you could, if you call yourself a supporter, if you want to continue to see us grow and continue to see us build, stop what you're doing right now. Go to YouTube. Click that subscribe button. Like, thumbs up, all of that. Please, right now, Live Your Purpose Podcast. Peace. Welcome, everybody, to another episode <laughs> of the Live Your Purpose Podcast. I'm your host, Hi. John Morgan Jr. Um, listen, before we get into who our wonderful guest is for the day, we gotta say thank you um, to the to the to the community of LYP, man. You know, I cannot do this without number one, my team. Um, but we cannot do this without the community, man. The people who support us, the people who you know, who I may not even always see. People who buy the products, people who rock the hoodies, and you know, they tell somebody about what we doing. You know, we're not a, a, not around. You know, I appreciate that. Um, and the energy that we've been putting out, you know, we really try to be genuine. Um, we try to do it from a place of service, and I feel that energy back, you know what I'm saying, from the community that we built, and so um, I got to just say thank you to everybody who's been supporting, you know, much love to y'all, um, we're going to continue to grow this thing, um, we're going to continue to see this thing come to fruition, it, we, we didn't came a long way from one iPhone, you know what I'm saying, in a, in, a, in a living room, and like, you know what I'm saying, not knowing what, what the hell we was doing, we literally just had a dollar in a dream, and you you know, I called real, I said, man, I want to do a podcast, and I want you to run the sound, and two years later, here we are, and the beautiful thing about that is we literally are still in the beginning stages, Um, so thank you for everybody who has seen us through day one, and to seeing where we come in today, and just want to continue to see us build it, and, and grow it, you know, to heights that I can't even necessarily imagine right now. Um. For those of you, this is your first time at LYP. Um, LYP is a space and a place that we literally try to highlight creatives, entrepreneurs, specifically black creatives and entrepreneurs. Um, and we just want to be intentional about highlighting their stories to be able to inspire and encourage um, other people. You know, that's that's what literally LYP is all about. You know, that's what the mantra of Live Your Purpose is literally all about. Um, so we try to sit down and have thought-provoking and just dope-ass conversations with, you know, people who we... Um, see from a distance who are doing some cool shit. You know what I'm saying? That's what that's what it's all about here. So our next guest that we have 
is definitely one of those people. And we was we were literally <laughs> just having a conversation about like social media content. And one of the things that I really appreciate about what she's doing is like her consistency to like really putting out dope content, you know what I'm saying? And doing it in an intentional way. Um, so I, you know, appreciate her having being her, being here. Thank you. First guest of 2022. Hey, I yeah, didn't know that. Shandon <laughs> what's happening? That's what. What's going on? How you feeling? I had no idea I was the first guest. Yeah, first guest of 2022. I guess the week it is still the first week, huh? It, it is, but sense. still, you still the first guest. <laughs> Thank you. I yeah, feel honored. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm doing good. I feel blessed. I have no complaints about life right now. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm doing good. Yeah. Well, I, I wanna I wanna um, piggyback off that a little bit. Like, I really am trying to be intentional about asking people how they are genuinely. Generally, like genuinely, gen- genuinely though. You like, want the long just, answer or you want the short? I want the real answer. Cut answer. I, I want the real answer. How <laughs> are you for real in this season? Not just like a I'm doing cool. Like, really, okay, how, so how are you? I'm gonna tell you how I how I operate okay. a little bit. Okay. So I intentionally try to change the way I think when I wake up every day. Mm-hmm. So every day I feel like I try to, I have a routine. I'm big on routine. So I wake up, I try to mentally just be okay. Like, okay, how I want this day to go? This day going to go this way, this day going to go that way. But I try to keep it positive. But throughout the days recently, I have just been more busy. So I've just been busy in the sense of like I have a lot on my plate right now and I'm a one woman working like all these jobs so it does get a bit tiring so I have been trying to find time to pause and break and relax cooking and yoga has been a lifesaver for me when it comes to that okay but um yeah I mean overall I really feel okay I feel good I feel okay that's good um I'm happy about a lot of things. Like, I always tell people, like, I'm I'm busy, I'm swamped, but it's like, I'm good busy, I'm good swamped. Like, I don't want to complain about it because it's like, I've been asking for it. So I'm like, here it is, here it comes, how am I going to handle it? Yeah. So I feel like I try to think, like, God's going to give me what I can handle, and when I can't handle it, I'll be able to figure out how to delegate. But yeah. for now, I feel like I'm doing okay for, for what I have right now. Yeah. So I just try to stay optimistic, but realistically i'm doing good you know well that's beautiful that's that's beautiful to hear you know especially in a new year you know we still in the middle of a pandemic yes you know so to see things that people have been working for been building yeah you know manifesting into like receiving them that that, that's dope right like i'm grateful for the pandemic in a way so that sounds i'm sorry to america but i i think i'm thankful for it because it's highlighted a lot for me what you what have you learned about yourself these last these last couple of years what i'm capable of Mm, what you mean by that break that down what i'm capable of um i feel like i knew my potential just i feel like i've always had a special something in me that i didn't really know what to recognize as growing up because of just my upbringing was it's, it's, I don't want to say a typical story, but I feel like everyone has a unique story of how they grew up to kind of get where they are. Um, but I've always had challenges in my life. I've always had to overcome things. I've always had limitations as far as like just what's accessible to me. Yeah. So I've always found my way to kind of make it through each obstacle. Mm-hmm. Like even coming into adulthood, like, Figuring out work, figuring out how to pay bills, like trying to find a way to kind of come out on top 
and be at ease from things that come up in life. So I'm like, man, I'm, I'm good at getting out of sticky situations. So I'm like, the pandemic kind of put me in a place where I was like, okay, I can take time to really focus on myself. And I'm like, what do I want to do? What do I like? And I feel like it kind of made me realize a lot of things that are good in me that I haven't, haven't been sh- like showcasing to people. Yeah. So I feel like I have a lot of talents I haven't been showcasing just because of me not believing in myself mm. and me not um, really putting the work in and kind of half. Are we allowed to cuss on here? Absolutely. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I don't abs- know. Absolutely. Like half-assing it away. Yeah. Um, and just not being intentional with stuff. Like, yeah. I feel like I was, like, one of those people I feel like who I now just can't even be in the same room with and have genuine conversations who, like, showcase a lot, say a lot, but, like, what am I really doing? Like, mm-hmm. what am I really putting out to the world? Like, how, how am I really, like, adding to this earth that we're mm-hmm. on? So it's mm-hmm. like... I feel like the pandemic really made me sit down and question, like, okay, how do I want to like live my life, and like, how do I want to move forward with things? So, was it the was it specifically the the quarantine and like being isolated that made you do that, or was it just the overall like the, I guess the ramifications of everything going on with like the the state of. I don't want to say the pandemic started that because I feel like I kind of was in that mindset after. I want to say after the military because Mm. um, I was in a weird spot before military like I had just gotten out of a five-year relationship um 27 so I was 25 when I got out of that relationship I joined the army um and you joined the army right after your relationship literally oh shit yeah (laughs) I was like I need a new life okay god help me like basically (laughs) um yeah we we were in a I was in a long relationship um we were like talking engagement like really preparing for the future and um it just didn't work out. Nothing bad happened particularly, but it didn't work out, and I was in a weird spot, and I yeah. didn't know what I wanted to do because mm-hmm. I was playing housewife. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I joined the Army. I joined the Army, and another reason behind that is because I got injured in uh, college playing lacrosse, mm. lost a scholarship. So I, like, had this, like, I'm like, dang, I, next semester I can't pay for it. Like, how am I going to figure things out? I'm in this weird spot. So the Army really, like, put me in a position where I was in this new place by myself, no contact to the outside world. And it was, like, therapy for me. Mm. Like, I'm used to being yelled at. I'm used to discipline from being an athlete. So that wasn't hard for me. Like, the boot camp was easy. For me, it was, like, going to camp. Mm. Like, Mm -hmm. so that really helped me transition to, like, really toning into my discipline, really toning into, like, a standard that I need to set for myself and it kind of transitioned into my civilian life when I came back home like okay I'm held at this higher standard now how am I going to move forward and then I got back in 2009 the end of 2019 so I was living in San Antonio for over a year and then when I got back think about it it wasn't even a full year pandemic came then they put me active duty I just got off of orders which I'm going back on orders um this month but I just got done working at the food bank in June. So I've really, I've been doing military work and I started a business. I was doing yoga teacher training. I was doing a lot of things at one time, but it was like, I was loving it. Like, I don't know what it was. So did you come up in a military family? Like, how did the, how did even the idea of military come about? It was just... No, my family. So I'm just like, I need something different. Like, how did the the idea of the military even come about? I needed something different. Why the um, military? Because I am an athlete. 
and I, that's all I know. Like I've been doing sports my whole life. So and it was the training. It was the training aspect of it that mixed with free college, um, mixed with me having this like I feel like when you in a bad spot in a dark spot and in a dark space, like you want to escape and get away, right? Okay. So I'm like I'm gonna be able to leave. I won't have to pay to pay for nothing. Like it's it was like a vacation for me, yeah. and it was a way for me to escape everything that I was going that was going on in my world okay. and kind of put me in a place where I can like figure some stuff out, you know? So do you think were you were you running from something and running towards something at the same time? Facts. That was a poetic way of putting it. Yeah. <laughs> now that I think about it, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I agree. I definitely was, and my family know they were against it. Actually, my mom, like no one, my uncle went to the Marines, but no one else in my family was in the army. But I'm like the what do they call the black sheep of the family? Yes, facts. Like that is me. I'm totally different. Um, I'm the only like out of my mom has six kids. I grew up in North Hill. I love my mom to death. She she worked her butt off to raise us and provide us the best life she could to her abilities from what she knew. Yeah. Um, you know, but we had a rough life, you yeah. know, like we've been through moving back, back and forth, homelessness. Like I've seen abuse, I've seen drugs, sex, early age, like just a lot of stuff I was like privy to like gun violence. Um, like while I was in boot camp, my Mom's house got shot up. My brother got shot. It was just it's a lot of deaths. Yeah. Just just a lot of that going on. So um, it's always been hard for me. Even still to this day, I still struggle with this. Um, to be honest with you, I'm in therapy for it. But like struggling, balancing like the traumatic stuff that I've been through and then still having to deal with it while trying to build a new life is so hard. Um, keeping that balance of like, how do you still connect with your family? I mean, these are my family members, my mom, my dad, my brothers and sisters. Sure. So it's like my, my, the foundation of yeah. the branches, you yep. know? So it's like, but they're not necessarily in the same light as you, as far as like the mindset of like where you want to go in life. They're not seeing life the same and they're not practicing the same values as you. So it's hard to have relationships because they don't live the same like you. Mm -hmm. They don't see life the same. Mm -hmm. So that is for me is has been tough, and I think my big is my biggest challenge, yeah. because you don't want to stay too close because then you can get pulled into it. But then you don't want to stay too far away because you might lose those relationships and it might come off a weird way. So um, yeah. yeah, but well, tell me tell me a little bit more about like your origin. You know who is Shanda Woodall? Like how does how does the what does the beginning of, of your story look like? If you writing your own uh, memoir today, like how did okay. tell, tell me a little bit about the origin in the beginning? Okay, so I grew up in uh, Akron, Ohio. Um, my father is from Michigan, Detroit, <clears throat> and Michigan, Detroit. I ain't never heard nobody say it like that. <laughs> you said the state first, then the city. <laughs> Not Detroit, Michigan. You said Michigan. Detroit. I don't know how you're supposed to say it. To be honest with you. <laughs> Oh, you good. Go ahead. Go ahead. um, Yeah, that's where he's from. Uh, I had a, I feel like overall my mom, like, I feel like I had a pretty okay childhood. Like, it wasn't terrible. I know people that had it worse. But I'm, I'm just like this cool, I've always been artsy. Like, I've always been into different things. Like, I feel like I've always just been this, like, the, the one that was, like, standing out different into stuff. I've always been a hard worker. I mean, I've been working since I was 14, been an athlete my whole life, 
that really shaped me, to be honest with you, the mm-hmm. sports, like having the coach around to kind of get me through those tough times when, when I was a kid. Um, I went from being so angry all the time to now being like this blossom of sunshine who like wants to radiate po- positivity to everybody and like show people like it's possible. I've mm-hmm. been there. So I'm just trying to like really show people this new like way of living this new way of thinking mm-hmm. this new mentality through what i love doing which is yoga meditation sound healing um creating entrepreneurship like i'm just loving it like yeah, yeah you know yeah. yeah so like yeah you are you are owner of a yoga studio in, in time in time yoga um yes who were some of your earliest influences of just like creatives and entrepreneurship um, the reason I ask that specifically, you know, the people when they come and sit down with me is because, you know, for myself, you know, my, my story wasn't necessarily that I had people like, you know, my parents weren't entrepreneurs, you know, the people closest in my family weren't entrepreneurs. I didn't see people necessarily leaning into their creative side, mm-hmm. um, to make a living and earn, earn a living. Now, granted, a lot of that had to do with the time, you know, that we yeah. were in and just the, um, the area that we in, you know, being here in the Midwest, a lot of the overall economy is ran through the automotive industry, the industrial industry, period. Yeah. Um, so that's how people made a living. That's how people survived. You know what I'm saying? So that was not necessarily not my story. And I heard it different sides. Like, I heard people told me, you know, their parents are entrepreneurs, and they were, that was their first, you know, like, entryway what... until, you know, they was like, okay, this is something different. I'm, I'm rolling with that in some way, right. somehow. Then I had people like myself who was just like, I had to seek it out you know i learned it later on in life you know what i'm saying so yeah like maybe you didn't even know it back then but who were some of your earliest influences Mm, earlier on yeah yeah. as a a kid as a kid who i looked up to yeah my coaches Mm. yeah i'll be real i honestly what sports all, all did you play coming up so I started out doing cheerleading and gymnastics for a little bit. And then after, once I got into, like, middle school, I did basketball and cheerleading. And then once I got to high school, I did cross country, volleyball, basketball, but, like, all season. So I did two sports every season. Mm. So I was like, I need to stay busy. Yeah. But my story behind that is because I just hated being at home, to be mm. honest with you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, house was always – it was just, like, a lot always going on yeah. at home. Yeah, mm. so I'm like – I. I didn't want to be around it. So when you play a sport, it's like you get to stay at school, you get to stay late, you get to go to like special events, travel. So my coaches really, really, really were like who I looked up to because um, they just really like shaped me and like saw who I was. I feel like I was being seen, whereas like at home I wasn't. And then I was in Upper Bound. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you're familiar with Upper Bound. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. every summer I got to go to like, stay on campus at Akron U, and then we did some at Kent State. I was also in um, DECA, which is... That's like marketing, right? It's marketing. So it's like a marketing, and you got to uh, do all the school's, like, marketing stuff and, like, design the clothing and stuff like that. So I got to do that my junior and senior year. So that tapped tapped me in my creativity. But my marketing teacher, um, dang, what is his... Mr. Matthews. Okay. he was just always so, like, positive. Mm. And, like, I used to be negative sometimes. I feel like in high school I was, like, kind of just, like, however my day was going at home, transitioned into, like, school yeah. sometimes. Like, but Like all kids. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, he was just always, like, uh, believing in me and pushing me. So I feel like he was probably someone as far as, like, an educator who I looked up to. But as far as, like, anybody, like, 
in the spotlight. I really didn't look up to anyone in the spotlight, really, um, to be honest. More recently, my biggest inspiration that I've been uh, looking into is Issa Rae. Mm. I love her. Yeah, Issa's um, dope. I used to watch her on YouTube. Really? Before. So you were early, so you were early on yes. the Issa Rae. I used to, I mean, I, I think this is so so amazing. Like, I really used to watch she her when she had, like, 50 views on, right. on YouTube. Right. And she was writing and directing stuff. And I used to think she was hilarious. Me and my friends in college, we used to watch her. And then now it's like, I can't believe she's doing what she's doing. She's so, shit now. Yes, yeah, she's like, she's, she's amazing. So I'm like, it just inspires me so much. I ain't going to lie. I ain't going to lie. I did, I did not like the last season. It was shortcutted. Yeah, they... They, they I, I feel like they rushed it to just yes, get it over. Yeah. Yes, yes. But I do, I do think they left us with closure. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Which is very good. And they went out on their own terms. Yeah. But it was just so much to like put into the this last season. Yeah. That I think that they they rushed it a, a little bit. Uh, yeah, I feel like I don't know the back end of how film works and how that <clears throat> that um you know world works. But yeah. um, I'm like, did she bite off more than she could chew, or like what happened there? Because we want more seasons, baby. Like. I want to see some more, and it's like it's like nope, we're done. Like, or does she have a new project? Like, I don't know. But right, that's what that's why I think it's that, not a clear explanation. That's why I say the word closure because I think, and like listening to a couple of her interviews too, <clears throat> like I think having closure on this big show, especially a black show, was very important to her. Like when you think about like some of the shows that we seen coming up, like girlfriends didn't have closure like yeah. martin didn't have appropriate closure yeah shit even back in the day like good times didn't have a pro- appropriate closure like a lot of these shows just like went away yeah you know, living single didn't have appropriate closure like a lot of these like wonderful timeless shows that we grew up on and just didn't end the way they were supposed to on the creative's terms now yeah. granted Issa ray i think was in a um a much had a lot more leverage because she owned the shit you know what I'm saying? She was able to, you know, mm-hmm. say, call the shots, you know what I'm saying? Which is so important for creatives and entrepreneurs to do, which is to, like, you know, have leverage by owning your shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But So I think that was one of the um, the biggest things. But overall, going back to what you said, man, Issa, Issa's the shit. Issa's the shit. Yeah, so that's, yeah, like, right. one person that I look up to okay. as far as, like, I don't mm-hmm. even really know much about her life. I don't even follow her on Instagram um, because I don't follow mostly any famous people on Instagram. I'm, like, against it low-key. Low-key. Okay. I try not to get sucked up into that um, and be intentional with who I'm following on Instagram. Um, and But I do pay attention to her work ethic. Mm-hmm. It's the work ethic, ethic that I'm, like, drawn to. It's, mm-hmm. like, seeing her being consistent, continuing to, like, go and do the work that she's doing. It's led her to, like, have these big successes. So that, to me, is inspiring. Yeah. Yeah. So were you... Were your dreams as a kid to do something long term in athletics? Like, what was your so, what, what were your dreams as, as a I, kid? I definitely wanted to play. I'm like, I'm gonna go D one. I'm gonna <laughs> go D one. Side any sport? I was like, I ain't even care. Like, I just want to go to college. Yeah. That's what I wanted. Cause I mean, I'm the first one. Mind you, six kids, and only one of them is not grown. So five where, of us. Where you grown. at? Where you at in the? I'm third born. Okay. So it's You're like, like in the middle. I'm in the middle. But I'm the only one to graduate high school. Really? I'm the only one to go to military. I'm the only one to go to college. I'm the only one who's really doing anything really. Not to say my siblings are not because I love them and they are trying. But it's like sometimes it's a lot. And I do feel like I'm like um, I do feel a lot of pressure in the sense of like having to like 
drive it and I'm like, I want to get my mom a new house. I want to get my siblings together. I want to be able to put my people in a situation yeah, where yeah, yeah. they can do better and, and maybe the money will help, you know? Right. But it's like, the more and more I'm living, <clears throat> the more and more I'm learning from like mentors, from my therapists, it's like, you got to set boundaries. Money's not going to solve everything. People have to change mentally. And, like, and you can't, you only got so much control. Facts. We do not control as much as we think. Facts. You know what I'm saying? For we myself, don't. that's been a big, big one. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like learning the the um, impact of letting go of control, especially as it relates to other people, especially as it relates to family. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like we can't it's hard enough to manage our own shit. Yeah. I've learned to to accept. And that's, that's been a big saver for that's me it. is meeting people where they are yeah. and realizing that and this translates to every relationship I have in my life right now. It's just be accepting people for who they are, meeting them where they are, and not having expectations. Right. And that takes away a lot of um, disappointment and a lot of stress. Mm -hmm. Because when you can do that, I feel like things are a little bit easier when things don't go the way you might intention, intend them to go. It's like, okay, it's I'm okay with it. We can move forward. Yeah. You know, so... People got to be accountable at the end of the day. Tell me about tell me about yoga. Your experience with yoga. How did you how did so, you find yoga? How did you get introduced to yoga? I love yoga, y'all. Let, let me get let me get some backstory a little bit. Like so, when me and you first met was at my pop up. Yes. And Sway, um, shout out shout out Sway. Yeah, shout out to Sway. That's Sway connected us, and you know yeah. my wife is a yoga instructor. And I, I think he had even mentioned you to me prior to the pop-up because uh -huh. um, he was like yo when my homegirl get here i want to want you to meet her or whatever uh -huh. um and he told me that you know you was a yoga instructor or whatever and a lot of the some of the stuff that you're saying now we talked about in passing in a short time frame yes. like, yo new entrepreneurs i love yoga yes and you know the first thing that i really like what you was talking about was like yo um I'm trying to get more black people involved in the yoga. Like, yes. it's it very important to me. It so, like, is. And I, I'm going to tell my little own story into yoga as well, but how yes. did you find yoga? How would you introduce? What's your experience? Okay, like, how so. You, how you found it? How you found the practice? Through Okay, so it, it's kind of crazy. So, uh, we're going to back, go backwards to present. Okay. So, okay, boom. I'm in college. I'm playing lacrosse. I tear my knee. My, um, ACL meniscus, mm. right? I had to get surgery. Mm. So this is before Army. Mm -hmm. So I have the surgery. Anybody that's been through any type of surgery, like the physical therapy is mentally hard mm. um, and it's physically very hard. So um, they did a lot of um, these different stretches and stuff like that. But I feel like I never really fully like came back from it. Like I feel like I still had limitations in my knee after physical therapy. It's only six months. So, I mean, my leg was like this thin. It was yeah. weird. Like, I, yeah. I couldn't do nothing with the leg. But basically, um, it was from going through that uh, tear with my knee. Went to the Army. I was able to be strong enough to do stuff. Went to the Army. But before that, I was doing YouTube. Like, I was on YouTube doing yoga. I'm like, let me just try, like, stretching to figure out, like, if I can get some more flexibility. Because I couldn't do nothing with my knee. Mm. So, I started doing yoga. And then mentally, I've started to like, I would be in Savasana, which is the, the uh, you know, you, yeah. Mm. And I'd be crying, like, mm. be letting stuff out, like having these, like, deep releasing. releases. Yeah. And I'm like, what is happening here? Like, what is happening? So, so it started is, out. This is when you practicing at home? This is me. Pra not, I'm practicing at home. I was doing both. I started out doing at home, but then I was still going <clears> to class, like, once or twice a week. I would do drop in classes because they were cheap. So I'm like, I'm going to do some drop-in classes, fill it out, 
and like I would just have these really emotional like moments and it was like I I more so like was like I'm gonna go to power yoga I'm gonna sweat I'm gonna get a good workout like but then I was having this mental like something was happening mentally and I'm like I'm like I want to learn like what's happening you know like I was interested because it was making me feel better so I'm like I'm rehabbing my knee I'm gaining some strength but then I was like I got intrigued by what was going on with me emotionally. So then it made me want to um, look into it. So after I got home from training, I immediately applied to go to teacher training because I'm like, this is what I want to do. All through um, my army training, I was getting like people in the bay. Like I was having them do yoga. I was trying to get my sergeants to do yoga. I was just talking about it all the time because I was still practicing, even though I didn't know everything. I only knew a few poses, but I was still like, wanting to have that mental satisfaction, especially when you're in training yeah. through military, it yeah. can be tough. So it's yeah. like, I needed something. It was like, it, I just felt like it was calling me to keep doing it. And I just kept doing it and kept doing it. Then I uh, went to teacher training and I went to teacher training through the pandemic. So it'll be a year of me being an actual certified teacher in uh, April 15th. Okay which is crazy because I have my own studio. Like I was able to accomplish so much in a year, which I feel like that. I don't even realize, no, that I can't even like, I don't know how that happened. So, so, so it started with just like doing something for somebody recovery for your knee. It was more physical for me when it first started because being an athlete, like they do, I didn't even know, but like after like doing research, it's like they do yoga for NBA players, oh, yeah. they do them for any type of athletic sport. Is yoga is involved, and then it's like it transitions into like it's just it's just good for us. It's just good for us. So um, once I start learning about it, I'm like, oh yeah, this is dope. This is me. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm about to learn everything I need to know. I'm still learning today. I don't know everything right now, but um, it really uh, it's just changed my life. To be honest with you. And I mean that. And uh, I get emotional talking about it because it really just changed who I am and made me better. Talk about talk about some of those, like, mental and emotional um, um, experiences that come with practice. So, you know, the so I feel like the foundation of yoga, right? And I'm tr- I try to find ways to explain it that way people can understand it mm-hmm. versus using, like, the yoga terms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so... When you think of yoga, I feel like people are like, they have this stigma in their head that they go to. It's like, oh, you're doing yoga? Like, the first time I started doing it, my mom, like, oh, that's for that's for white, white people. people right? yeah, Why are you yeah, doing yeah, that? That's yeah, for yeah, white people. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. you're about to be one of those hippies right. walking around with no shoes right, on. Right, like, right. you're going to be, shit. you're going to, yeah. right. Yeah, like, yeah. so it's like this, <laughs> this stigma people have, like, 100%. of yoga. 100%. And I'm like, no, we need to change the narrative. We need to make it normalized. Like, we need to make it cool. We need to make being healthy cool. It's not like a bad thing to want to do something that's going to help us. And then I'm like, when I started going to class, it was a lot of white people. Like, that's why I'm like, this is awkward. Like, you know, so you go and it's like, I feel like I was in this weird position, which I, I'm, I'm going to get into this later. I know we're going to tap into it, but we, I'm going to save that for later. Okay. But it was just, it's this weird position when you go to a yoga studio and you're black and it's like weird. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. So... We're going to talk about it later. We're going to talk about it later. I'm going to wait. Right, okay. But I'll make sure we circle back. We're going to circle back. Uh-huh. But the the emotional part that I'm trying to explain is basically um, Savasana kind of helps you, like, when you're meditating and when you're in Savasana, it really allows you to slow down, like, and just, 
like we are every day you think about it, it's like dang i got all this stuff to do all day like you think about everything you got to do you think about stuff you might have forgotten to do you're thinking about all those stresses bills everything and it's like we don't even realize that how much is going on in our head yeah so i feel like what was happening with me um during yoga it's like it's like a challenge because you're you're doing these weird movements and these stretches and stuff like that and you're trying to figure it out so you're you're in a way you're using your mind the whole time but then when you slow down and start to rest it's like all of that emotion that i was feeling that day would just come up in a way and i like i was able to you're in this safe space it's like everybody's here for healing Mm -hmm. you know everybody's there for the same reason to to overcome something so it became this like safe space where I could go and know that I could like release and and feel better after, you know? So that's what really kept drawing me back is like the safety net of it and the community of just the practice, not necessarily the people in the room, but like it it became personal for Mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. So it was like, I don't even care about who's in the room or anything. I just know like I need this for myself. So I would go in and just be able to release that. And, um, it became more natural for me, and then I I wasn't crying anymore. Really, it just became me being able to breathe, and now I'm in this whole another level of like just tapping into all these other things, and it's like it it I want people to get into it. These kids need to get into it. Like I'm learning that schools are like private schools teach yoga. Like I didn't even know that, so I'm like I've learned that a few months ago. But I'm like we need it in these black schools. Like all these kids going through all this stuff, and I'm like. I want to be able to like I can relate. Yeah. So I'm like I have a uh, I'm in a position a unique position where it's like I I've seen that and now I'm here. So it's like I want to be able to continue to grow and continue to to like uncover these things within myself. But I want to be able to bring people with me to where like they can also feel better and feel the same and have that transition mentally. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. it's like it don't matter how much money you got. It don't matter what's going on in your life. Mentally, if you together, you're going to be okay. You know what I'm saying? So it's like people, billionaires killing themselves, Mm -hmm. like people doing, living their best life, but unhappy. And it's like, I've seen it. I see it all the time. You know, I have conversations with people. There's no substance who got everything. But then you go down the street and it's like somebody who's just driving a regular car, just lift it. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I'm, I'm like, man, I, I'd rather be that than, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, where's the balance? Mm-hmm. But yoga, that's what really brought me back was if you, if you, that to answer your question is basically, um, that's what it was, that feeling of yeah. just getting over stuff and then it becoming easier. And then me wanting other people to feel that same way. So now I'm just trying to right now figure out how I can do that. Yeah, man, I got introduced like a lot of other great things in my life especially these last few years through my wife yes um, and i remember when it was she she introduced me to it when we first started dating and at first i'm like i'm not fucking with it yeah i was gonna oh, ask how did you feel oh no, i'm not i'm not fucking with it it's i'm i have the same stigmas that you were talking about with your mother i mean that shit is some white people shit it's definitely not no man shit i'm not doing none of it like i'm no i'm not i'm not fucking with it but i was so like enamored with my lady at the time and I was just like you know what fuck it you know what I'm saying I was I was open to receiving it from her and what I was um I mean I I think I've always been even though I was resistant to the practice at first um I've always kind of been open-minded to just like doing things that can increase like my overall health you know what I'm saying so from that standpoint alone from like a surface level standpoint 
I was like, all right, I'm gonna give it a shot. Um, like you said, when I first, you know, started um, practicing, kind of got in, introduced to the practice, it was all just physical. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It was just like, all right, I'm stretching. It feel, feels good on my body. I'm not flexible at all. So I'm like yeah. feeling different things physically. Just like, okay, this is, this is cool. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But then when I really was able to um, like be still, yeah. when I was able to be still and just like be, like you talked about Shavasana at the end, mm-hmm. you know, when I found like just small, like little, um, just little holding poses, postures. Yeah. And I was just able to just be and just be still and like connect to my breath and just breathe in those moments. I'm like, oh, this is different. Mm-hmm. And that's when I, that's when I started to feel the emotional and the mental impact of it. And, you know, from there, I'm like, all right, I'm going to fuck with it. And then when I learned, when I started doing meditation, I'm like, fuck the poses. I'm going to just be still, you yes. know. So I'm more of a... Tap like, into your Buddha. So I, I meditated today. Like, every yeah. Friday when I leave my work, I go to a meditation class. Like, I'm more of a stillness person more so than I am in the um, a yoga flow person. But that is wife, still yoga, though. It is. It, so it's it, like... It very much so is. And then when my lady, when she started to uh, educate me on, like, the history of yoga and mm. really the origin of yoga mm-hmm. and really, like, a lot of other things else in, in, in the world, you know, black people started that shit, you know? Yes. Africans are the ones who really... Brown people. That's it. That's it. Yeah, that's it. and, and yes. <clears throat> and it's just like, man, America has got to do... We just got to do better. And it's like, black people need to do better. And when you, when you just said that, when you were like, I had these stigmas... I love that um, you can recognize that because I feel like a lot of people don't want to recognize that they're holding themselves to a limit. And it's like you're holding yourself back. Like you you be open to new things. We need to be open to new things. We need to be okay with trying things that we don't think is for us. But it's, like, it's, 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 it's by design, though. It's, it's definitely not, by design. That's not, no, that's not a coincidence. I'm not surprised by it, yes, but I still feel like an ex- it's an excuse. Like, at the end of the day, I'm like, what they say to people, like, um, there's this quote that I, I be loving these quotes, but it was basically a quote basically describing two people. One was, one was homeless and a drug addict. The other guy was a business entrepreneur, but they grew up in the same house. Mm-hmm. And they're like, same house, same opportunity, lived in the same uh, country, same state, same opportunities, but they had these different paths. And I feel like that's how everybody is. I'm like, you have a choice to make a difference. So I just I just feel like I want people to like take more accountability for like their what they can do. Yeah. Like recognize your power, recognize what you can do and do it. So I love when I hear people like overcome that. So I hear them like, ah, I don't know if I want to come. Like I see it all yeah. the time in class cuz I I kept my yoga job at the gym cuz I ain't trying to pay that membership. <laughs> so I love still teaching there because I'm able to, I've, I've been recruiting people to come to class, basically. Mm-hmm. And I've been getting all these black boys to come. They box a lot. Mm-hmm. So I see them in there boxing or I see them in there working out. And they'll be peeking in the door like, what she doing? Like, what they doing in there? And I'm like, come. And they just, this, it's the same comments I get from people. And mostly people of color. And I'm like, I'm like, just come. Like, it's cool. We're going to have a vibe. It's not what y'all think it is. So I try to explain it to people. And then after class, they're like, oh, I'm so glad I came. They're coming back, you know. So it's just like stepping out of that discomfort and like going for something new and just seeing what it can do for you. Yeah. The you know? only re- the only reason I would like the only reason I would say that is to me that it's a little bit more than just it being a choice is because 
when you're talking about things being um, built by design, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So when you talk about things being done systemically, those things have been constructed to impact our choices. So Okay. So when that is put in place, and you talk about it's been put in place for years and years and decades, decades. and centuries and yeah. centuries. And then you talk about when you impact or when you um, throw in the dynamic of trauma involved in that. Yeah. It impacts people to be able to make rational and healthy decisions. You know what I'm saying? So, like, when I was working in the... I can't deny that. Prior to prior to doing this, um, the podcast full time, I was working as a uh, a social worker for a community mental health agency, and I used to work in schools, elementary schools. Mm-hmm. I used to work at the I Promise School. I used to work at North High School. A lot of that's where I graduated. A lot of different um, areas here, or a lot of different schools here in the area, right? And like when I started practicing yoga, I'm like, yo, I got to get these kids on it heavy. Like yeah. you know what I'm saying? And I was. I would do things to try to introduce them to them. And like, for the most part, it's the first time they hearing anything like that. You know what I'm saying? And the one thing that I learned and that I seen was that as much as that I would expose them to these things. Yeah. There were so many forces at play that impacted them being able to receive what I was telling them that was out of my control. So talk about yes. what we was talking about at the beginning of the um, conversation it was stuff that was out of my control, even though they were being exposed to somebody that they trusted and that yes. they knew, you know, um, cared for them. It still was like a level of like. I see what you're saying. You I know, know where you're going. I know where you're going with that. And I, I agree with you. I agree with you completely. Um, I, I agree with you. I can't deny what you're saying, but I do feel like it, you still can still try like I feel like there's still like out of 50 you might get like four you know what I'm saying like there's still a percentage of where there's still something coming out of it which just holds a conversation um but I definitely understand like the impact of trauma the impact of systematic like racism I understand all of that I just want us to come out of that and I I love talking about it and recognizing it but it's like I'm I'm tired of talking about it and recognizing it because it's like we still have control over it. And it's like, we are able to change that narrative. That's why I love seeing states like Georgia, where like most of their leaders are black. Most of the, most of the business owners are black. Everyone down there is collaborating is black. It's like so much growth happening. And then it's like, when I'm seeing it from a worldview, it's like, we might be technically, I'm losing the term, but like, like we're not the majority, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like, we still have power to do these things. We still have legalities to do things. We still have opportunity to do things. Yes, we can recognize what we've been through. Yes, we can recognize the limitations we have. But it's like, let's just, why can't we change the narrative and just focus more of like what we can do, how do we change it, and then start doing it. Right, that's it. That's, that's my whole thing right. with like um, blackness and right. just being black in America and like the dealing with um like our peers. Right. I feel like a lot of, um, I have some really close friends who's activists and like my best friend, she, she, um, works for like, she's involved, involved. So it's like, I understand it all. And I have these talks all the time with my friends, like these deep political talks and they be going crazy on me sometimes because sometimes I, I don't want to say I play devil's advocate, but I look at things differently than other people sometimes. And sometimes it can come off wrong, but I just try to focus on, like, 
what we can do. I'm, what I'm, you can control. History is there, right? The history is there. We understand the history, and if you don't, it's like you know. If you know you don't know something, then educate yourself on it because the resources are there, or just talk to somebody to try to figure out how to understand something better. But as far as like holding your like having a mental note of like, well, I'm gonna think this way because of our ancestors and like because we've been through this, and that's why I think this way is because yeah. the system was meant for me to think this way. I think that's like the wrong way to look at life because. You're you're allowing them to keep you there in a way because you're not taking yourself out of that to see like, yeah, that was my past. That's what my ancestors went through. Yep, I recognize it. But look at me right now. Look at me today. Look at what I'm doing. Look at what I'm about to do. It's like we can change that. And I'm like, that's what I want to see more of. And I think that we are seeing more of that per, per what just happened with all of the protests and everything. I see more more of these convictions happening. Like more things happening that are that are good. There's still a lot of bad. There's still a lot of work. And I don't even know if I'm going to be alive when it really starts to change, when the change really happens. But as long as we're adding to doing, as far as, like, besides sitting back and, like, what's already been done and accepting it, yeah. is, my, is my mindset, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just... <clears throat> number one, I think the, the best thing... Well, one of the best things is that for us to have conversations like these. Yes. You know what I'm saying? They're like, beautiful conversations. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we, you know, we can, I think that we can agree to disagree on some things, but to yes. have the conversation um, that can push both of us to, you know, to think and see things differently, whatever the case may be, yeah. is powerful. Um, I just, I, I'm just a firm believer of, of practicing empathy with our people. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. I, I I think that that's the um. I think that's the most powerful emotion that we can do. You know what I'm saying? Is practice empathy, especially you know, with with, with our with our people. Because when we got empathy, man, it 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 it's not only practicing acceptance, but it's it goes a long way. Yeah, and it's it just, means a and lot, it's, and it's like it does. Like, it's like you. It, it means it's just a lot. you loving people from a distance type of shit. You yeah, know? you know what I'm saying. No, I understand that, and I agree with that, and I feel like that's what I do in every every class I yep. have, um, for sure. And I, I definitely, I love having conversations like this because I feel like I'm learning. Because mm-hmm. I, I had, I feel like you only can really go off of your own story. Yeah, your and own it's, experience. It's hard in your own experience, so sometimes it's like I need to have these conversations, even with my own people, because I mean. I'm, I learn from everybody I talk to and I try to take something from it and I know that like I don't know everything right. and I know that like I can't experience every situation the same as someone else so right. it's like it's really good to have conversations like this yeah. Um, so yeah I'm, I'm ready to learn more about my own history I don't know everything about myself I even took a DNA test to figure oh, we out never stop learning about ourselves yeah like I, I was just having this conversation like I, I think it's so weird like celebrating holidays sometimes for me <laughs> yeah. for real like it yeah. feels weird sometimes cause I'm because I'm like of what the, because of what the meaning of the holidays are yeah just, I'm like they, why why you say that because I'm like it doesn't connect with me like the holiday itself yeah, yeah like I just feel like I'm in this world living in America but I know I know when I was educated the fact that like I, I'm not from here. I wasn't originated here, and that my my culture was taken from me. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, with yoga practice, you tap in more into yourself, right? So I've been just really trying to tap more into myself, tap more into the 
things that are for me and learn more about who I am. And like, that's been a part of that too. It's just like, where did I come from? Like, where am I originated? Like, really though? Like, why is my face like this? Like, why is my body like this? Why do I have these features? What is my culture? What am I really supposed to be celebrating? What's been your biggest... What's been your biggest resistance that you've been like experiencing with your own, your own evolution, your own healing, like your own, you know? When you say resistance, are you meaning like <clears throat> something I'm having a hard time overcome? Yeah. Um, I would say. Or not, maybe not necessarily overcome, but something that continues to like. Maybe be a, yeah, that may be a thorn on your side somehow. I don't know if it's just because of like, people like to say because I'm a Pisces. Which I, I'm not into horoscopes at all. That bug, that irritates me. I ain't gonna lie. It don't irritate me, but it's just like You think it's uh you think it's, it's low hanging fruit? I don't really know how I feel about astrology. And that's kinda strange because I'm in yoga and like everybody that I meet and they it's funny because like I meet people and their their first question is like, Oh my god, I like that. Oh my god, like, what's your, what's your, what's your sign? Like and I'm just like what do you think? Like, I don't know. It's just like, oh, you're going to, now you're going to prejudge me because of this. Mm-hmm. So it's like, then you tell them and then they, you know, you get into this long talk about it. But anyway, like, I feel like sometimes I sit in, in, uh, I have these moments of just like sorrow a lot and I'm trying to like figure out what that's about. Um, therapy has been helping me though. So I go to therapy. I'm a believer in therapy. I don't me know too. if everybody is, me too. Me but too. I'll be me trying too to get my it. friends into it. I'll be trying to get my family into it, but I need that third party to to tell everything to and see what is going on with me. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, yeah, therapy's yeah. been helping me a lot. And then um, procrastin not even procrastination, but I think I procrastinate in a sense of like I don't know if you what it's the the term is it, but like having everything to do, but then like not finishing one task before you get to the next task mm-hmm. has been tough for me to overcome. So that's why I'm like routine trying to get back to a good routine and like now i'm in the practice of like scheduling because i'm like booked more now which is weird because i'm like i've never thought i'd be this person like i am booked like i'm booked and busy busy, so but like i really am booked and busy now so it's like dang i gotta crack down on my scheduling so it's like um scheduling and i would say um sitting in sorrow too long is two things i'm trying to figure out so basically like finishing a task before i start the next task my problem is I try to do too much at one time. And I think our our um, age group is like multitasking is like dope. And like, I'm going to do five things at one time and get it done. Like, that's like some huge achievement. That's but it's like, for the birds. it is. And I've realized that it's not quality. Like, you're doing all these things, but like the quality isn't there. So I'm really trying to tap more into just like, okay. I'm going to have this project. I'm going to do it, but I need to focus just solely on this one thing. That way it can really turn out and have the quality and be sustainable and like have substance. Like you were saying earlier when we were setting up and you were like just being more present and stuff. So just that's like um, something I'm trying to do is just be more present in things that I'm doing, which is hard for me because I feel like things are fast tracking a lot for me, but I want to make sure like I'm accepting like collaborations that are good. I'm doing things that align, but it's hard. It's hard to like pick and choose what those things are and like how to make moves with that. So sometimes I have a hard time like finishing stuff. Cause I'm like, 
I don't know. Like sometimes I don't know what the outcome should be or like what to do sometimes. So I struggle with that. When a you lot. say when you say sorrow, is are you talking about just like is it is it intense sadness? Is it is Man, it, does and it, does it like I'm gonna be real with you. Depression? Like is it? Like, it's not the, that. It's not because I thought I was depressed. I ain't gonna lie to you. Last year, um, I I would like I don't know. I cry, I'm a crier. Like I like to cry. I like to get it out. I am a Pisces. I like to cry, but it's like, I just love, like, allowing myself to feel whatever I'm feeling. Yeah. But I think it's the fact that, like, I've, I've my whole life have been in a relationship. Mm. So it's like the fact that, like, now I'm here, here, I live by myself, and then I'm, like, so busy all the time. And then it's like I'm home, and at nighttime I, I found myself, I'm in this space where I'm, like, I sit down. I might be doing something or watching TV, but I get this like weird sadness and I'm like, I don't know what that is. Mm. Like, is and I just start to feel stuff. Or, or does it just happen often? I don't come. I, it's, I can come out of it, but it happens often. I'm recognizing it. And then I'm like, what is this? You Got know? It. So yeah. I've been talking to my therapist about it. Cause I'm like, something going on. So she's like, you're not depressed or nothing like that. You know, cause I'm telling her everything I'm doing. She's like, you sound busy and you sound overwhelmed. She's like, you might have, like, mild depression, but nothing's really going on with you technically. Like, you don't need to be medicated or nothing. Right. So I'm like, okay, well, I don't know what's going on with me. Like, why am I feeling this way every day? And she's, you know, she she was telling me what she's telling me or whatever, not to put too much of my business out there. <laughs> but, but um, so that's something I've been trying to figure out what that is. And um, yoga's been helping me out. Um, yeah. Another thing, since I think just connection. Sometimes I think I just be craving human connection, and I have a hard time going to bed alone sometimes. And like, be, just being alone yeah. sometimes is hard for me. So yeah. trying to get more comfortable being by myself has yeah. been a challenge. And yeah. I think it's a lot of pressure being a female, um, like having kids, being married. Like, I, I still be having these thoughts of, like, what am I not doing? Like, why am I not married right now? Why don't I have kids? And then it's hard because people are always telling me, like, you're so beautiful. Like, you, you have why so you many guys. Like, yeah. why? You know what I mean? And I, I'm always having guys on my neck, but it's like none of them really doing what they need to do. So, I don't know. Sometimes it's hard sitting in that, like, not having, like, the family neck. Because I feel like professionally I'm going in a good route, but... Um, as far as like family net, I feel like I'm not there yet where I would like to be as far as like having a foundation, which I think is super important. Mm -hmm. Um, I just think family is important. I think having a foundation, having your own traditions and stuff really can like elevate you in a, a different way than like you might not be able to experience. And you can probably uh, elaborate on that. I just think it's something good to have. It's like, you know, a, a team, a family, a net, yeah. a foundation. So yeah. I think once I have that, I'll be able to, um, not to say that I need it. Cause I, I know people out there are gonna be like, you don't need no man. Right. But <laughs> no, I, know, I know what I know what you're saying. But you get what I'm saying. I just nah. think it adds value yep, to like that's, that's the word value. Yeah, it just adds value to like um, the process. I think yeah. so. For me, I just feel like I'm. I feel like reach this limit of like you know how you feel like you're building, you're building, you reach this limit. So it's like I'm ready for that new wave of like life. Yeah. Right now, one of the things that like I would um, not really so much not really that much anymore, but like one of the things that I really used to talk to my therapist a lot was just like kind of like these milestones that I thought I should be hitting like at a certain point in time. Yeah. Now, granted, um, I'm 33. I've been married. It'll be four years in May. Mm -hmm. um, but even, but even that, like 
me and my wife got together what I would have considered to be kind of later. You know what I'm saying? Like, we got together when we were in our late later 20s. We hadn't been together for, like, high school sweethearts or no shit like that. I could get yeah. a lot of dirt prior to her. So, like, I was able to get a lot of life out prior. Why and, you was doing that? Oh, I, was, I, was, I was a scumbag. I was a, I was a huge scumbag. But, <laughs> but, 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 I, I now understand that. I was also going through a lot of shit. I was very much yeah. depressed. I didn't necessarily know how to connect to my emotions. That's um, usually I was what's trying going to on. mask, you know, this perception of what I thought I should have as opposed to, you know, just being myself, you know what I'm saying, in a, like, a fearless way, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And when you're young, and a lot, of, a lot of guys and a lot of men don't really just speak to this fact of, like, when you're young and, you know, um, going through stuff, the easiest way to like um, cope in an unhealthy way is like dealing with a bunch of women, you know, self-medicating through smoking and drinking, through partying. Yeah. Like those are things. Those are things that's just like masking the hurt. You know what I'm saying? So I experienced all of that type of stuff. But once I got with my lady, um, I was able to. I was able to like be in a safe space of just like being myself yeah and through because i was able to do that from the beginning and that was like the foundation that we set it has like watered our foundation and i think that has been like the best part about our unit like you know what i'm saying we started from a level of just like truth and like you know, creating something solid. Yeah, like, it wasn't. This just, is where I'm at. Like, this is it, me. Like, it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't. Just, but it wasn't just on some like we got together because we was in our late twenties and we just like each other. You was like, "Fuck it, let's get married." Because we at that stage, yeah. like, we should do it. It wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't that man. We were very intentional about what we wanted. You mm-hmm. know, what the future looked like, and because of that, I think we just been able to reap the benefits. So I tell people, I try to tell people all the time that like, number one, don't rush that shit. Oh no! Like and and, and mm. like the second thing that I will say is like not to you, but just to like yeah. people. It's just like, man, there really is just like beauty and volume where you are. Period. Yes, it's hard to see. It's hard to recognize it sometimes, and I think everybody can relate to that. And mm-hmm. I think if you don't relate to that, then you're probably not being honest. Yeah, it's hard to um, see that. Like. Um, you know how everybody on Instagram recently was just doing 2021 recaps. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I was, I was like going through my pictures on, mm-hmm. on my phone and I was like, just curious, like, let me just go through these phone, like pictures. And I was like going through everything I've done and like been through and stuff like that. And I'm like, damn, I did a lot last year. Like, yeah. you know, and I was just like, that's crazy. But I don't know. I think we all have issues with recognizing that in the moment and i i love where i'm at right now with my man that i have right now like my relationship's really good and um i think it's crazy how that worked out but i still have those weird feelings of pressure of like just having the family even though i'm like yeah Yeah. and i've talked with him about that we pray together we talk about god and we talk about the uh, pressures of like you know when when the holidays come going spending back to the holidays like just the aspect of like you know how everybody wants that traditional like being together with your family having that that connection and that like tradition so sometimes like it's hard when i'm alone on most holidays i'm like christmas i was by myself new year's i was by myself like i'd be by myself so sometimes i have a hard time with that like 
why am I by myself? Like, you know, so that's all it is. But other than that, that's the only issues I really have a hard time with is just loneliness and the procrastination of finishing a topic at one time. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, John Morgan. Listen, man, right now, as y'all can see, man, I got on the new Leah Purpose podcast merch, man. It's going crazy right now. The t-shirts, I got the dad hats. People always hit me up. John, man, where can I get it? How can I grab your stuff? You got a website, you got a site, you got a site, you got a site. How can I grab it? I'm here to tell you, yes, we do have a site. All right, that site is www.lypp.org. O-R-G. Again, it's www.lypp.org. Go to that website right now, man. You can find our our uh you can find a link to the YouTube channel, you can find a link to the audio platform, but you also can find where you can shop and grab your merch right now. Again, man, check check us out. We got the tees going crazy right now, the dad hats. Expect to see some new products on that site. Go right now, www.lypp.org again, man. A lot of y'all been hitting me up asking me about this link and this site. It's available. So do yourself a favor, go through, support, shout with your boy, spend some money with your boy. I know some of y'all still got that PPE money. Come spend some with your boy, man. Peace. Talk to me about sound healing. Okay, so. what, What is it? Why is it important? Okay. Break it down. So sound healing is another form of meditation. So you get the healing through the sound and the vibrations of it. So it it's basically like helps you align with the energy and it taps into your chakras as well. But I fell in love with sound healing because sometimes um, being a silent sometime for me is scary and I deal with anxiety a little bit. I don't know, like, it's not diagnosed, but I just be self-diagnosing myself. <laughs> I don't know what else to call it. Right, right, right. <laughs> but, um... Anxiety is really, it's, it's a normal my, emotion yeah, that, we like, all, my, that we all experience. Yeah, and, like, my therapist is like, you don't have anxiety, like, you know, but I just feel like I get, like, bursts of it where yeah. I'm, like... It's a, it's a normal emotion. Where, like, yeah, where you can't sit down and you just, like, feel like you gotta do something and, like, you just feel nerves yeah, yeah, or yeah. something. Mm-hmm. So, the sound bowls, um, I experienced, so... I'm going to tell a little story. I'm going to make it quick, though. So I had a friend of mine who uh, played the gong, and he lives in Chicago. And um, his he's Filipino. I think that's how you say it. Or he's mm-hmm. Filipino. Mm-hmm. And I went down there, and he took me to a yoga. Uh, what are they? A yoga. Um, what are they called? A yoga rage party thing. Like a yoga dance rage party. Mm. I think that's what it was called. It was something like that. And I was, like, not sure about it. But I didn't know we was going to it, but we were already there. So I'm nervous, like, I'm in Chicago, I don't know nobody, like, and I go into this yoga studio, and when I tell you this, this changed my whole life of meditation, like, that's how I got into sound healing, this is the story of me getting into sound healing, basically, but we went there, and I didn't know anyone but him, and they put us in the room, the room was, like, a red, dim light, so it was, like, this, like, you know, type of vibe, and we're in a yoga studio, we all got in a circle, introduced ourselves, and then they're like, okay, we're gonna go into silence, Nobody can talk to them. Nobody can talk in the room. And we had to invite each other in the room through just like nonverbal like things or whatever. And I got into sound healing because they were playing the sounds and we just like meditated and you were able to like invite people in, invite people out. That was the first time I felt like super at ease, like lifted. I felt like I was floating and I went and bought like I invested into these sound bowls, which are very expensive. 
Um, so worth it though. And I've just been practicing learning how to play them and they just really keep me at ease. It's just another form of meditation. Um, and I can tap into like the health educational side of it, but um, it's like the waves of the sound. Yeah. I wish I had them here, but they're at my studio. Um, but yeah, it's the waves. Like you can put the bowl, like say if I had you in a session, Mm -hmm. I would like, basically I can put the bowls around you. You can hear the waves going into your like space. I can put the bowl on top of your belly to where you can feel the vibration or you can just sit into a seated pose and you can um, do it that way. But there's a bunch of different forms, a bunch of different instruments. It's so not like, just the bowls. So, so how does a person practice like Sound by, by themselves? Like do you practice it by yourself? Yes. Or do you go to a class? Like how does, because like when I think of traditional meditation, I'm thinking about complete stillness. Like whether I'm laying, sitting. And that's a misconception um, that you can even talk to your wife about because I'm sure she knows. Like meditation could be anything. So I tell people all the time, like cooking is a form of meditation for me. Mm-hmm. Like it is like um, anything that can calm you to where you're tapped into it mentally and focusing on it. That's a form of meditation. Like sound. That's why they brought sound into it. So it's called sound meditation. But I used to sit. I had them set up over here in my um, in my loft, and I would like just play my bowls. I close my eyes and I would play them, and I honestly was like literally released and just feel so at ease. And I start my day doing that, you know. And it was just like I just felt more relaxed and not as like timid and tight. And like anxiety up, you know, like I just felt more like, okay, so yeah. uh, it's like a, you got to experience it. I don't know. Have you ever experienced it or sound healing? Yeah. Yes. But like, like a, a, was, like a session, was, like a full session. No, it was, it, it's always been incorporated in just like meditation sessions. So it may have like started out the class or ended the class, but just like a full just class of it just by itself. Never. Yeah. So there's like, Okay. I didn't even know. I didn't even know it was a. Yes, uh, a there. Offer. Yeah, it's a whole thing. Like you can, you incorporate like blocks. You incorporate um your blankets. You can incorporate a bolster. Like get yourself fully to where you're surrendered under. Like you can do a sandbag or something. Like get yourself comfortable and like have a bowl on you. Have a bowl next to you. Use like a. As drums or different things like they have flutes and twos and chimes and all types of stuff you can incorporate into it to make it a whole experience and that's definitely what I'm like gonna be doing so like I have a bunch of things coming being delivered it's just weird because everything's back ordered because of COVID yeah. but um yeah. and there's no there's no places here where I can buy stuff like when I was out in um Atlanta I was just recently out there, so I keep referencing Atlanta. But they had a, a sound studio where you, they had a bunch of instruments in there, and I was, like, having so much fun. Yeah. I'm like, oh, my God, all this stuff is in here. But, um, yeah, like, I want to have bring that experience to people yeah. because it's just really helped me. And I'm like, what's helped me has got to be helping other people because I know I'm not the only one feeling this way. And I know I want to just be honest on there, honest about the process, and just honest to people. Like, I understand where you're coming from i feel what you feel this has helped me out it might not help you out but like it's worth trying it you know like let's just try it see if it works so that's why it's like good to just have the offering there and those studios are offering sound healing so it's like is i just want it to be offered i'm I'm gonna definitely have to check it out and like do like you know i'm come to your studio and do like yeah i'm like youtube it i'm like anytime somebody's curious i'm like man just go on youtube university Get you a YouTube, find a YouTube about it, and then at least just see what it might be like. That yeah. way you have a visual. Yeah. And then come experience it, and you never know. But that's yeah. just one part of the, uh, the yoga experience I got. Yeah. I have. But the meditation that I love doing, too, is just 
what I like yeah. as well. Talk about your um, experience being a black woman in the space of, of, of yoga and just like what your experience has I been hoping we that, could talk about in that aspect. Yeah, yeah. Break it, break it. <laughs> tell, tell, tell us a little bit about your experience. I was hoping we could talk about this. So being black doing yoga in America is weird. Um, so basically, um, you know, I felt like I was the intruder going into it. Like I'm like, I felt like I was not belonging because I was the oddball, like right. the lesser of. Right. Um, you ain't see yourself. No, it would be like one or two of us in the class, and then we're always getting pointed out, which is irritating. So, um, you know, the one studio where I would say, I have to be honest, where I didn't feel like that was Yoga Squared, mm-hmm. where Kate and Nicole teach, and I love them. Mm-hmm. I like Yoga Squared as well. Yeah, I love them. Mm-hmm. They're good people, and they have good hearts, and they have the right intention. Um well, everywhere I couldn't find anywhere else. So basically, even in yoga teacher training, I did my training there. I was the only black person in the training. And I just felt like I'm always constantly having to like speak for my whole community. Like I have to speak for the whole community and that is a lot sometimes. And I don't feel like I'm really understood a lot. And I don't like how yoga has been made to be this like white like experience when it originated from brown people and America do what they always do and like change the narrative. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I don't want it to be that because this is something that can benefit all people, no matter what color you are. And I want it to benefit our people more and people to get that experience, at least try it. And for them to feel comfortable and feel safe and feel like they have a community and feel like they can actually connect and, and be in a good space yeah. and not feel like weird. Right. So that's like been my experience so far. And recently it's like that was my experience first starting out. But like now as a teacher, it's like I'm going to be real. I'm going to be real on this podcast. Like, Please do. Please do. I hope I don't make nobody mad, but I got to <laughs> be real. Like I'm going to be real. Like these studios, they think they that they are helping they're not though being inclusive yeah they're not and it's irritating because it's like i'm like seeing how social media works and it's like everyone's packed uh posting like black lives matter and support black business and we have this black person on our roster but like y'all are not really doing nothing for us black teachers to be honest like you giving black teachers like the shitty shift that no one wants to come to sometimes and then it's like the way you're approaching how to, like, ask someone to be a yoga teacher is just not right. Like, I can't tell you how many, like, yoga studio owners, I'm not going to say their names, that I've met with in um, this area, you know, Stowe, Cuyahoga Falls, Canton, Akron. And, like, we have talks, and then they're like, yeah, like, we really think you would, like, add to the diversity of the studio and, like, bring in, like, a good a group net of people and we just love what you're doing with your business and like you know we just want to like you know like basically take what I'm doing and bring it to them you know so that's why when that opportunity came for me to get my own studio and get my own space I jumped on it I didn't feel ready I didn't feel ready I still don't feel ready to have it to be honest with you I don't know nothing about business I didn't study business I'm in health I have a degree in health education and I'm going to PA school I don't know nothing about business, okay? I know about health. I know about the body. So it's like, 
I'm still going to jump into it. You know why? Because God brought that opportunity to me and he heard me when I was asking for it. And it's like, I feel like he heard me when I'm and feel me going through all that stuff. It's disrespectful. It's like, why are you bringing up the fact that I'm black in a, in a conversation about me working for you? It's mm-hmm. unnecessary. Mm-hmm. It just makes me feel like I'm being used. And then it's like, Sometimes I feel like I'm being used like as a like a picture image because of like me being a little bit lighter, having curly hair, like having this like imagery of like what society thinks a black person should look like. Sometimes I feel like that with some people with the conversations I have. And that's a weird spot to be in, too, because I'm like, nah, man, this don't feel right. right. You know, right. and I don't know. So, like, I've, I've been struggling with my hair lately. I've been thinking about cutting it off in a way like I want to like shave it off sometimes because mm-hmm. I'm like so I, every time I'm in yoga like these people always want to like they're like always wanting to come to my hair touch my hair like and I'm like you would think by now that it would be not like something people would bring up but it's like always being brought up you know and I don't know I just that's feel old. like yeah, it old, is man. it's that's annoying old. and I'm like back to what you were saying like it almost contradicts what I just said earlier about like us being crunched to what we um how would when you were talking about our black experience and us having traumas for it, it almost me contradicts myself a little bit. But I, I, it does make me feel weird, you know. And it's just like I don't know. I just feel like studios. It's hard. It's a hard spot to be in because it's like, think of it. They're they're a white person and they want to do better and they want to like. I can tell they want to be good and I can tell that they. I can feel it. Like, it's like I can tell you want to do the right thing and I can tell that you have a good heart and that you want to, like, support, but you're just... You don't even have no idea. They have no idea how to do it. (laughs) And they're not asking the right questions and they're not being honest about it. Right. Because it's like, besides being honest and and talking to me like a regular person, being like, how can I help your people? How can I make you feel comfortable here? What can I do to, like, actually make you feel inclusive versus, like, it's more so like, yeah, we think you could be, like, a great fit for like adding diversity and da 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 and we want you to teach this 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 but it's not those other conversations of like I want to be I want to have more diversity I want to do this but like I don't know how to do it I'm gonna right. be real I don't know how to do it right. I don't know if I'm doing it right, right. what do you think right. am I doing it right, right. like right. besides like engaging and I think right. that's the part that's missing right. in the studios yeah. and especially in the trainings too like I have these um a service on my website a free consultation that I have set up and I, I've been getting a lot of calls from, like, other black women in Akron. And they are, like, I want to do yoga training. I would love to, like, teach and learn how to be a yoga instructor. And I'm, yeah. like, that would be dope. And they're, yeah. like, yeah, but, like, every, all the classes are, like, all white people. And, like, people have, like, dropped out of classes because there's not enough black 100%. people in it. 100%. So this is why I'm turning my business into a school. Like, I'm, like, yoga, in-time yoga wellness studio will be a school so I can certify these people. Because we need more black instructors. And that's why I'm like, I want to talk to your wife. Yeah. Because I want her to be a part of that. Like, yeah. she's already doing it. I felt her heart when I was talking with her. And I'm like, I would love to, like, learn from her, experience things with her, and have her a part of, like, what I'm trying to do. Because Cleveland's already doing it. They have black studios up there. They have a, more black yoga instructors in Cleveland and in Columbus. And Akron's just not doing it. We might be a little bit smaller, 
But we have the ability to do it. It's here. We have the opportunity. We have the people wanting to do it and will invest into it. We just need to get get it out there and do it. You know, and I'm yeah. like, let's just do it. Do you know who um you know who Rachel Cargill is? So she's originally from here. She's like a, a writer and an actress. Yes, 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 yes. Online. I wasn't sure who you were talking about at first. Yes. Follow, uh, social media following. I had her on the podcast last year, and she said, um, she has a quote where she said that uh, white people can't be the oppressors and the saviors. Mm. And when you was just talking about that, like, you can't try to be inclusive from an aspect of trying to be a savior you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like it has to be from a, a standpoint of pure service yes like, you know what i'm saying and pure intention and pure you know it's, it's gotta be right you, yeah you, you know what i'm saying like and if it's if it's not that it don't read like you know what i'm saying and we are able to know that and yeah it's, and, it's, and, it's, and it's crazy because again when you start talking about the history of the practice and understanding um its origin and like you said man you know America does what America do, you know, they, they take, they loop, they steal and make it their own mm-hmm. and change Changing the story, narrative. Yep. change the narrative and what you, the rest, the rest is, the, you know, the rest yep. of their story. That's why I'm like, you know what? Y'all change the narrative, you're going to change it right back. That's it's it. like, I'm going to take control over it. And that's yeah. all we can do is just take control over right. our own destiny. But well, good, yeah, good, good for you for, for feeling that experience, like not for experiencing it, but good for you for recognizing what you were experiencing and saying, fuck this i'm gonna create my own and i'm gonna be intentional about yeah educating and you know it came at a cost though. i ain't gonna lie to you it always do not gonna lie to you it now always do and i go lie to these people on this podcast neither like i feel like i definitely was like sectioned out from certain groups of yoga student mm. like people i feel like it's clicky in a way like um yoga right now in any city i feel like it's kind of clicky yeah so i feel like like, I did Elevate Yoga, the big yoga festival, like, okay. this past summer. Okay. And I, like, sold out. Did really good. And as I was doing it, like, a bunch of black... Like, I was the only... Um, I don't want to tell them, no, I wasn't the only black yoga instructor there, but I had a stand-up selling my candles and stuff. And a bunch of teachers that follow me on Instagram were coming up to me like, hey, like, I just wanted to, like, talk to you sometime. I'm going to Instagram you. Like, I'm going to DM you about stuff. And they'd be like, I just want to talk about, like, your experience. Like, are you having a hard time finding work? Like, how do you feel about these teachers and, like, these studios and stuff like that? So people were, like, coming out to me, reaching out to me, like, trying to see, like, are you experiencing the same dis- type of, like, discrimination, <laughs> basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And... I'm like, damn, I thought it was just me. Like, I thought I was tripping. Like, because I, I really wanted to believe in my heart that these these people will have good intentions. I try to see the good in people, which is my downfall, right? People say. I always try to see the good. I always, like, will believe somebody until they until show, I, show me different type yeah. of person. Yeah. So, for that, it was just like, dang, okay, this is not not nothing I'm not making up. Like, this is really happening. So, that's really what was the start of me, like, paying more attention and just being more intentional. But people definitely, I feel like once I started to like really blossom and like be who I am and like be confident in that and standing in, standing in my own uniqueness, yeah. I feel like that really like threatens a lot of people. Like, oh, like she's doing all this stuff. Like it's became more clicky and like, you know, you get rejected from certain studios, you get accepted from certain studios. Like some studios was hiring me for workshops, some weren't. But it's just the way it goes. Yeah. And that, that let me know I was doing good. Yeah. Man, I love your I love your content. 
You know, I, I think that it's I think that it's creative. I think it's consistent. Um, I'm trying. I, I love I love when people are like, I love when people are creative in they in their own way and they like they put it out constantly on social media because as a new entrepreneur, as I will still consider myself to be, like people don't really I don't really hear a lot of people talk about really like the mind fuck that comes with like posting content. Yes. Because it's it is a it is a process yeah. of like getting over those mental hurdles of just like man saying, fuck it, post. And like and whatever comes with it, whether that's low views, high views, not mm-hmm. a lot of engagement, there's a lot like it's 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 a mind fuck. It like, is like I said, it so I, I, I love what you do on, on, online. Thank um, you. I've I've read one of your posts and I I wanna read it and okay. I want you to I want you to like break it down a little okay, bit. Okay, okay, okay. Um and I don't know if you wrote this per se or if it was an author, but I think it was you because you normally quote authors. Yes. If I if it's a quote, I will quote it. So yes. I want you to, I, I'm going to read this and I want you to break it down. Okay. It says, real comes from the center of our unique essence and speaks to the moments of the center. Real has a boldness to it, an essence of spontaneity. Real asks us to live from a place where there's nothing to defend and nothing to manage. It is a contact with the moment that is not superimposed or prepackaged. Real is something we might not always like in one another, but we come to know there will be no surprises. Real, though not always pleasant, is trustworthy. Yes. I love that quote. I've been saying hard. that all the time. That's hard. That was all you? No, so I did get some of that from the Yamas and the Yamas. Okay, group. okay, okay, okay. Gotta be real. Okay. Um, I just edited a little bit, okay. so that's why I didn't quote it. But yeah. I did get that from the second limb of yoga. Um yeah, so that quote is just true. Like, I feel like that quote, like, identifies with me in this process. Mm. Like, be real. Like, you are special. Mm-hmm. We all have something to offer. And I think that, that we're, that's what we're missing. It's yeah. like we're trying to, like, fit into something right. when it's, like, it's already here. And, right. and that's what I realized for myself. And I think that's what this whole big, like, Yoga's helped me get there because I didn't have it without yoga. I think yoga allowed me to tap into that more and recognize, like, I need to look a little bit inward to figure out what's, well, who am I like? And I think that's the biggest challenge of life is finding your purpose, finding who you are and, like, what makes you unique. But then once you find it, are you going to be real about it? Are you going to be See. really who you are? And, See. like, even with behaviors, yeah. with everything, it's like, okay, people, like, accountability, being honest, like, do I really want to hang with this person or do I really want to chill and be by myself? Do I really want to have this conversation or do I not want to have this conversation? Like, is that something I really am into or am I not into it? Or am I wearing this because I, I feel like wearing this or, you know, just being real? And I think that that is just like, we need more of that. Like, stop being so nice all the time. <laughs> like, stop being nice to these people because they don't care about you for real. Don't nobody really care. And that's something I had to learn is, like, nobody really cares. Nobody cares about your problems. Nobody cares about what you're going through. They might love you. They might really want to help and really want to be there for you. But it's like we all have that personal thing that we're all trying to, like, really figure out that, like, no one really understands. And it's like we have to be real about the process and real about things. And I think it stands, too, with my faith, like, just being real about stuff helps me get closer to God in my yep, faith. For sure. And like the more and more I stepped into my realness and just being honest 
with myself and my process, who I am, what I like, what I want to do, real with people. My relationships got better. They got smaller, but they got better. Everything about everything changed. But I love that quote. That's crazy because I I read that quote a lot during Sebastian. I want to read one more. Do it. (laughs) Um, Invest in yourself so you can invest in the others. The more I grow, the more I learn is about service to others. How we can help add to this world rather than take from it. I try to practice this daily, but it's not easy. Getting rid of old habits society has had on us since birth is not an easy thing to do. It's a forever unlearning process that is forever ongoing. That's the beauty in it. Trying your best and feeling full before bed. Yes. I re- no, that's something I Yeah, that was you. I yes. can say that like, no, that was, that, was, that was all you. I wrote that one. Um, yeah, man, that's tough. Like, um, yeah, it's, it's tough. Mm-hmm. It's tough, like, trying to feel a sense of, like, satisfaction. But then, like, what I was saying earlier, like, what am I adding? What am I doing to really? And I think that that's what life's about is, like, how are we, like, servicing others? How are we servicing the world? Like, what are we leaving here? It's so much pleasure in that, like, that we miss out on, like, giving back having community, having connection. That's why I have community yoga that's free. I'm like, anybody want to do community yoga, I'll do it with you. Like, I just want to connect with you. I just want to talk. I want to see how you're doing. I want to, like, tap in. Because it's helping me. It's helping me and it's helping you just by having that connection. We need each other. So, like, I just think that that's what life's really about. And it's not about the things we think it's about. Like, the money, the cars, the success, the likes the statuses like yeah. that perfect picture whatever all yeah. that stuff it's yeah. like i was getting way too caught up in that like for sure um like we all do and i think i was like this is not really doing much for me and right. that's why i'm like man yoga helped me find this like i just keep bringing everything back to yoga it's gonna sound weird but no i don't it don't it don't at all it sounds true yeah it really is like that's why i'm like it changed my life because it's helped me really like find these things that me have meaning for in my life and like it helps me every day in different ways um but we i think that that quote really just stems from like every day i try to wake up intentionally like i said have my routine even if that routine is interrupted by whatever just like stand intentional with like what I'm really trying to do in my focus and I think that if you can wake up every day knowing your purpose knowing like this goal you're trying to get to even if you don't know your purpose like even if you like have this like feeling of like okay I don't like where I'm at right now in my life I'm in a bad spot I'm down and bad like I'm broke I'm in a bad toxic situation or whatever you're going through like you can change that narrative. Like, and I think that's what started my yoga process. Like I said, being in this weird spot, I was in a bad spot mentally, physically. I was not good, you know? So it's like just having that like safety net of the class, but then turning that safety net of the class into something safety for myself, the practice, and then turning the practice into now something that I'm like doing for a living and like forever growing in it and like learning in it. And now I'm able to like take that, want to other people and it's like truly a blessing honestly like I'd be so happy after class and like energized and it's like nothing I've ever felt before with anything I've ever done like and I'm like grateful every time I get to do it and talk about it it makes me happy so it's like 
I have to share this. I have to give back because it just feels like such a giving. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, and that yeah. Will, I told you I was reading that Will Smith book again for the second time. <laughs> on audio book. And he talks about the power of purpose and the radiance of service. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, those are... And that's kind of like, no pun, but that's the, you know... Live your purpose. That's what it's all all about. Yeah, you know, you know what I'm I love like, I love your um brand name. I love you. your company name. Thank I you. love what you're doing. Thank you. Like you were talking about my content. Like I be feeling like my content is like okay. Like I be judging my stuff so much. So it's weird hearing that it's nice, but nah, it's, it's good. It's, it's 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 very good. It looks good. It's clean. Again, the biggest thing though that I take from it, outside of it being creative, is that it's consistent. Thank you. you. Know? That's and what that's I'm trying to do because like. Again, man, it's not it's not so much about the engagement, although like that's the that's the mindfuck of social media. That's the um that's the impact of just like the algorithm and just like, you know, the competitive nature that, you know, that we under and things like that is that we uh get caught up in these numbers and these analytics. When I was on I was on this podcast, um, dude's name, David his dude's name is David McCullough. He has he's the CEO of the um mental health gym up in Michigan called Inception. And he uh I was talking to him about my content. And I was talking to talking to him about just like you know having my own struggles, the same stuff that you're talking about right now. Yeah. Being hard on myself about like, damn, like why is my shit not hitting like the way it's supposed <laughs> right. to? Or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like I can, I'm having thoughtful, su- substantial, like powerful conversations with people like yourself, and like you know I may get a hundred views, you know I may get thirty, forty views, and like I'm like, damn, I know what the hell I'm talking about is like you know what I'm saying powerful. Why my shit not running it up crazy? Now right. granted. I'm not a fool. I understand that, you know, we in an entertainment age and, you know, nobody cares about the truth when the lies and entertainment is more, you know, more engaging. Man. But what he said was, what he said to me, and and I always go back to what he checked me, he was like, he said, now, isn't that interesting? He was like, and we was in the studio, in a small studio, he was like, if it was 15, 25 people in this studio, this mug would be packed. Mm-hmm. He was like, now, isn't that interesting how the algorithm and just the analytics and this idea of, like, what we think success and just, like, looks like. Yeah. We we diminish it. But think about it, man. Those is 20 people who rocking with what you're doing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like, yeah. So, you know, so it's yeah, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. the most important thing you can do with creating content is being consistent. Because even if it's one, tw- 200,000, man, you servicing and impacting somebody. I agree fully. And, like, my man tells me all the time, like, every time I teach, he's like, oh, hey, like, hi, babe, how was class? I tell him, he's like, how many people you have? And I'll be like, this many. He's like, that's awesome. Like, that's great. And, like, it's just, like, I love, even if I have one person, I'll be real with you. Sometimes I remember having, like, no one in the class coming in and then, like, someone will walk in, like, 20 minutes late and I'm still practicing. But it's, like, I'm still grateful for that one person. Like, yeah. I'm still going to be grateful. And yeah. I love what you said about, like, the um, aspect of consistency. I think that's what people want to see is just more so consistency. And I feel like for myself, like, holding myself accountable to the consistency really, like, um, keeps me challenged. Like, I want to keep myself challenged on, like, trying new things. Yeah keep putting stuff out there but then like staying intentional in it like making sure i'm like posting actual like content that has value to it like let me post something like meaningful at least truly from me like not just one word or something you know so i try to have like some information on there or like what i'm really going through what my process is like and it's hard sometimes being a woman like being in yoga because i feel like it's so overly sexualized and like what you were saying about no one cares about the truth it's like um 
I feel like sometimes I try to make sure I'm not being too overly sexualized in what I'm doing as far as like social media, because um, that can that's a whole nother topic. But I feel like it definitely is something I try to be uh, intentional about because it means so much to me. And I'm like, I want to be respected. And I have so many um, people who want to manage me, who reach out to me like about management or um, like PR stuff. And try to like tell me that I would do m- better or have more views if I would do this or do that. Mm. And I, mm. these are conversations people bring mm. to me. Mm. Mm. I'm being honest. <laughs> and like, that's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. And it's like, I'm not dumb. Like, I understand that I could be getting views if I did this or did that. I would be doing it then. Mm. Like, I'm not. And no. they're trying to they're trying to push you into yeah so over sexualizing what you're doing right like oh <laughs> if you did that or if you were this way or if you posted more of this stuff and it's like females and I'm like nah I'm cool and like I'm like I'm cool and it it, it just goes back to my values yeah, and deep. my morals because yeah, it's deep. like like I said family like faith like tradition like I'm low key traditional with my stuff. And I just don't think that that is really any value. Like, the world already has enough, like, sex in it. And it's like, I don't want what I'm doing that means so much to my heart and to my mind. Like, and it's so educational. I don't want to make it, like, overly sexualized. And I see so many of, like, the influencers that are so trendy, like, kind of, like, tapping into that a little bit more. I love the new wave of, like, body positivity that's around and I love myself I love my body I know I look good I ain't, I mean that's not a question so it's like I'm not questioning that it's more so like I just want to be respected and I don't feel like you need to have to do that to get your message across or to gain a type of following I feel like people are going to follow your heart and your spirit and what you're putting out versus See, like what you look like at the yeah, end of the day yeah yeah I, I, I can feel that 100% that's just like when you said you know before we start filming you were just like man i feel like one of your podcasts is like one of the podcasts with like taste yeah and i appreciate that because i could easily be sitting up here talking about bullshit and gossiping and you know doing stuff to get clickbait and doing stuff that's right you know, considered to be entertaining and to me it's just like that's cool you know don't, don't get me wrong shit i participate in some of that sometimes as far as like what i consume yeah but you know it comes back to me to the value and like you know what is my intention behind what I'm trying to do. Right. And I'm trying to help people, inspire people, encourage people, and, like, you know, really relate to stuff that people is really going through behind closed doors. Like, you yeah. know what I'm saying? The mindfucker being a new entrepreneur, you know, the trauma that's really holding people back from, like, chasing something and, you know, being a true self. You know, this yeah. is shit that people really dealing with and going through, you know? So I just Never change, you please. Can't. You can't. You Never can't. change that because that's what keeps me, like, following you, like, keeps me um, looking at what you're doing, like, looking forward to what you got putting out, who's going to be next type thing, yeah. you know? Like, I just love it. And I'm like, man, I really mess with it because it's a lot of uh, podcasts that are out and, like, I haven't seen one like this that I really, really see going far, like, really. And I really Thank want you to keep going. Appreciate um, it. Build your team. Get what you got to do to get, you know, to keep elevating. But I definitely love what you're doing and keep having these, like, conversations. Like, um, I love this. Like, I really do. It's a great Thank thing. You. And, like, I always tell people um, when people are, like, becoming an entrepreneur or, like, wanting to start a business or do anything, I'm like, people always say, like, oh, they already, no, 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 no. Nah, it don't matter if somebody already has something or, yeah. or something's already out. It's like you are an individual. People buy what the individual is or what that product specifically is based off of like what it can do or what it can bring, right? 
So it's like, just go have that idea and do it. It's like, that's what I did with, with End Time and my candles. Like, the whole brand, like, if you pay attention to, if you pay attention, I'm going to go through my branding real quick. So it's like, I thought of End Time because of yoga, right? So I'm like, damn, like, what do I want my business name to be? And End Time came because of, like, how much we t uh, take for granted time and how much value time is and how time is like the overall essence of everything. Yeah. And it's like, but it's like in time, we're still blossoming, we're still growing. So it's mm -hmm. like, that's why I came up with the concept of like the clock. If you look at my logo, it's a circle. It has a clock hand and then it has two leaves. And the leaves is, this clock and the leaves are a symbol of in time, you're growing and blooming into your true self. So that's why the that whole logo concept came into play. Nope. So there was like a lot of nope. mindfulness that came behind it. But um, that was what I thought of, you know. And then when I was like, okay, I'm doing yoga, but I feel like there's something more I can really add to it. And I'm like, I love the aromatherapy side of yoga. So that's why I started making candles. Mm -hmm. I didn't know how to make candles. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to start a business. I didn't know how to start a website. I didn't know any of these things. And you just did a podcast with Company Connect, mm -hmm. Aaron. Mm -hmm. Love him. And I was messaging him on Instagram. He dope, man. Like him and his wife, Nadia, are great. And oh, I it's cold. so it's they funny cold. because man, back in the day, back in the day when he was they were both at um Ohio State and they did Heart of It All, right? Yeah. I knew him from way back then and um I was like down there with my ex because my ex was a photographer. Okay. And he was fil he um, was shooting their fashion show. Okay. So we both got, like, media passes, and we were down there shooting their fashion show. And that was my first time meeting him, but we all knew mutual people or mm -hmm. whatever. Mm -hmm. So we had kept in touch over just online. You know how social media mm -hmm. is. Mm -hmm. But I knew he was doing all this stuff, and he's the one who helped me get my LLC. Dope. But he did all of that for free. He just, like, sent me the information, didn't charge me. And that's how I knew he was legit. It's like, I'm like, I'm like... That was nice. Like, you didn't have to do that. You right. could have charged me. Right. Like, he didn't charge me for right. the video or nothing. Yeah. So he just kind of gave it to me. Even though it was, like, a small gesture, most people will probably, like, hit you on some, like, not really trying to help type thing. So I really mess with him, and I love what they doing, and they really out here trying to help people. Yeah. Um, so that was dope. But I got the LLC. I figured it all shout out. Shout out to the Connect, man. Shout yeah, out shout out to, to you guys. Connect. I fuck with y'all. Yeah. You guys are growing, and I, I, I wish you guys nothing but the best, yeah. seriously. And, like, I, I'm... As soon as I get more money, I'll be um, buying more stuff. It's just hard right now. It is. Like, people yeah. see the glamour and the glitz, but I'm going to be real about it. Like, business is tough because I personally didn't take out no loans. Um, I didn't take out – I'm not investing money into this. I'm, I'm using my own money for everything. So – you investing, you reinvesting all your reinvesting money. Reinvesting right all into my money into it because I'm, yeah, I'm not in a place where my credit is where it needs to be to where I can get, like, the type of loan – I would want to get. I'm gonna be real about you gotta it. Watch, you gotta watch the episode with the company Connect. They break down. No, I been watch. I be watch. I watch all this stuff or whatever. But I just, I'm just like a. I'm, I'm not ready for it right now. I'm gonna be real. I'm not ready for that type of like thing. I'm still trying to build. I have like some goals I want to hit personally, uh -huh. and then go there. But I'm been reinvesting into myself. And um, when I first started out, I had a few dollars. Like I had saved some money from my um, military pay because we get paid when we on orders. We get paid. Our, our pay, plus we get housing and food and, like, all these extra things or whatever. So I was using all that extra money and, like, investing. I was buying buying soy, buying wicks, buying, like, all the stuff I needed for candles. 
and I was learning all of this from YouTube and from Amazon. I was getting a lot of my stuff, but then I researched, like I was going on bigger companies that were already established on Instagram and online. And I was looking at what they already had as far as their ingredients. Yep. And wholesale stuff. So, but I was then looking at like, what do I need to do? So I figured it all out, bought everything I needed to get. And I just started making my stuff up, got my brand and everything, marketing and all of that. I, every time I do a pop-up, I, like, sell out. So I'm like, dang, I'm really, like, like right now, if you look at my, over there where my uh, stuff is, like, I have, like, no product. And that's my biggest issue right now, which is, like, why I have to kind of uh, go to the point of, like, investing more money. Because I'm learning, like, now I'm at a place, like, I've only been in business. For, I hit my one-year anniversary. I did an event. Black Friday, the uh, November 26th was my one-year anniversary of End Time being open. So I made five figures with End Time, but I haven't hit six. So my goal this year is to hit six figures. Mm -hmm. But I've had five. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, okay, that's a lot of money. I made a lot of money, but it's like I don't see it. It's weird how it works (laughs) because it's like, I'm making the money, but then I'm having to spend it all. And then I'm still having to like pay all my bills. I'm adding new yeah, bills yeah. because you, you know, you start out with a certain product, but then you want to make it better. Yeah. So it's like, you have to keep investing into it to make it better. It's still stuff. I want to get like better labels, better like jars, better wigs and stuff. Like I just want to make the product more luxurious yep. for the customer. Yep, yep, yep. So, um, that's, that's a whole nother thing outside of yoga. It's like, I still have a whole biz, a candle line that I'm running. Um, on top of me running a studio. I mean, I'm doing a lot of stuff. So it's like, um, it's a lot. I ain't gonna lie, but I love it. And I'm like, man, anybody really can do it. It's just like, you gotta have a purpose behind it a passion and like ready to like put in some work to do it. it. And it has to make sense. And I feel like my candle line and my aromatherapy line, like all of that makes sense with yoga and it all comes together and like candles burn in time. It's just like everything correlates. It's full circle. So it's like really great. But yeah, man, I'm trying to hit six figures. I want to see what that's like. I want to hit six figures and then I feel like I can scale up. But right now it's like, I need to basically invest enough to where I'm able to have inventory and just have it stocked. Right. But it's such a risk doing that because you're buying over than what you're getting right now. So it's like, I'm so going to be investing. Right. And, yeah. But it's like what I need to do. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I want to find a distributor. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Akron even has distributors. <laughs> like, I don't even know if that's available. Right. It's like, I would love to have a distributor who I can go to t- that can package every everybody, everything for me, like, and distribute it for me. That way I don't have to do it. It will cut it out for me. Mm-hmm. Um, having a place to stock stuff, like, thinking about getting a new, a bigger place as far as a studio. It's just a lot of stuff I want to do business-wise um, that I know, like, if I had a team of people and if I had a, the money to invest, which I know I can get money if I needed it. I just, I'm not, I don't know if I'm ready for it right now, but... I could be doing really, I probably could be hitting six figures right now, to be honest, but it just takes time. And it's like, man, it's a lot. I want to make sure I'm ready for that. And I don't, I feel like right now I'm like, I have to, like you were saying, being present. It's hard because it's like, I have my yoga studio, but then I have my candle line and then I still have to be present as a soldier, you know? So it's like, that's what I was saying. Finishing one task at a time. It's like, okay. I have a lot of opportunities right now. I could really succeed in all of these, but like, how do I want to put my focus? Like, where do I want my focus to go? So sometimes I'm like trying to 
make sure I'm putting my focus in these different areas. And sometimes that is a downfall because I'm not putting all my focus into one thing for it to really boom. But for me, I just feel like these are the things that align for me. And I feel like I'm putting my focus in a good, I'm spreading it in a good like place right now. Mm-hmm. I feel like I have a good balance. Mm-hmm. Um, is it perfect? No. Right. Is it perfect? No. I just feel like I still could learn. But um, that right now, I know for sure I need a team. Of P- I need help. <laughs> Don't nobody want to work though. It's like weird. No one wants to work. It's hard finding people that share the same passion. It's hard finding people that are willing to work and um, be accessible. And that's what just having the same passion and willing to work, really. Yeah. So yeah. that's been my thing. Yeah. Right the, um, for me, man, what's been what's, what's what's helped me in you know in seeing my business just continue to just be consistent and grow it is that the people that I've lined myself with on the team side mm-hmm. is people like. Gabe and the real people who do their job, but they have a passion for what they're doing already. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. That's been like the biggest thing that's helped me keep LYP and like grow it. Cause like I said, when we started, man, it was literally just a iPhone and a couple like cheap mics. Like mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. And and my young guy who runs the sound for me, who has a passion for engineering. Yeah. And him and I just hit it off and then Gabe and I met maybe a year into, you know, me doing it. And, you know, we just been rolling and just been growing and like, it's just been, you know, happening. That's how I feel too. I don't, it's hard to find. That's why I'm like wanting to talk to other black. There's only six black yoga instructors in Akron. That's that's wild. I Google, I looked everywhere. That's wild. We all, yeah, I have, I started a group chat on Instagram with us all in it and I'm trying to get everybody to like court. I want to do some work with everybody basically, but there's only six of dope. us. I think that's dope. Yeah, but well, tell me, um, tell me what's the what's the long term vision for in, in time? Oh studio? lord, what's the? Uh, I have so many goals. What's the play? Like, okay. how do you? Not from not from a goal standpoint, but just like the vision. Yeah, what do you see? It's hard to say that without saying goals. Um, but for in time, I really want to be all over the world. Like, I want to be in the world. Like, not just. Not just uh, the U.S. I want to make that something that's accessible all over the world. But more connections with people. Like, more community connection. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to have more collaborations, more exposure, and be able to provide better education as far as, like, yoga itself. Me, personally, I just want to keep learning. I want to keep educating myself. Um, and I want to keep connecting with uh, like-minded people and learn from them and um, just creating information that can be easily digested from people and um, easily translated and easily, easily understood in a way for people to um, connect with it and want to take a path for themselves. Mm. But yeah, Dope. this year I just want to turn it into a school. I'm going back to school for some more training hours. Um, so I have a lot of goals to get there. But I want to have basically to where I can have trainings. I want to do retreats, um, all that. It's just it's a lot of stuff you could do with yoga and healing and uh, wellness. But um, I, I, like I said earlier, I want to go to PA school. So it'd be cool to um, have my wellness-like studio, mm-hmm. like actual wellness studio where yoga can correlate with medicine, mm-hmm. like holistic medicine. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, I could run both sides, but hire up, have a team, basically. Um, 
y'all don't understand how much medicine is out there that's healthy for us that is not accessible or people don't even know what it is or like it's just like overly priced or it's not covered in insurance um yeah so that's a lot of stuff i'm learning that's like a whole nother topic but um i basically just want to keep educating myself basically Beautiful, dope, dope for you, yeah. Shanda. This has been wonderful. You know what I'm saying? It we has. Almost, we almost had two hours. I ain't did a two hour podcast. I know. Some of our earliest. I didn't stuff, even think I was. We did almost this long. two hours. So this is this has been wonderful. Um, I want to say thank you, um, for doing this. This is this has been a fantastic conversation. Um, I, again, I genuinely love what you're doing. You know, I want to continue to see you. You know, keep growing, keep elevating. I yeah. hope that you everything that you want for in time. I definitely can see you doing that. Like, I can definitely see. Oh, it, I'm you know? going to. I, I it's a fact. I like, I, be, I believe. Yeah. You. I believe you. So I, I, I want to, you know, continue to support what you got going. Um, any way that I can be in service and, and help, please let let me know. Um, but again, thank you for doing this. this. This has been terrific. Before I get you out of here, I got a couple rapid questions I want to hit you with. Oh Lord! Real, real quick. Let me try. Go ahead, do your thing, cause I gotta pee first anyway. So I do too. We gonna take a little, little small break. I ah, gotta pee too. No, for real. You that was good. Up. Yeah. <laughs> My hips. Uh, that was good. Right. Man, I gotta pee too. Okay, the light is on the outside. Wait, what are you doing? Uh, I'm gonna tell you right now is because America's healthcare system is basically ran on business. Yeah, it's not ran. If on, you look, yeah, it's not ran on helping people. It's proven through on. COVID. It's proven through COVID. That makes. I mean, if anybody had any doubts, COVID should answer the question like, for you. You're really profiting. Yes. Off of more. Yeah, more people that are diagnosed. I ain't even go get into it, man. I be getting in these deep yeah. talks, but. No, like um, when I was going through nursing school, so I was in school for nursing and then I switched to health education. Um, and then I went to school. I'm a medic in the army. So that's my job. And then, oh, okay. yeah, so that's my job in the army. And then outside of that, I'm trying to get in PA school, basically. So a physician assisting. So it's like you're not a physician, which is a doctor. You're just like assisting the doctor, basically. But my sophomore year in college, when I was learning about healthcare, it's a, it's a class called what is it called? Um, nursing education. You want to come this way? And I'm going to hold, I'm good. Yeah, I'm going to wait. Sure. Yeah, because if I get up, I'm like, I don't want to sit back down. Uh, it should be, I don't know, bro. What? Which battery did? in the back but yeah like that class taught it teaches you the business side of yoga and how the board works and how everything works it, it's just like it made me not want to be like yeah. yeah it was like wow like so appreciate you no, that's that's wild it I is really, like it's, it's, pu- it's public knowledge that like 
all of the everything that they that insurance will say they cover versus um, I forget the acronym G H H M O S or something like that. It's just um, all of that. All of that shit is whack. But then, like that was just public knowledge. Like, Man, it, it really is. Money. Like healthcare is just like I have such a passion for it, and like. I'm like, we need more black health ed- health educators and health um, physicians because um, it's scientifically proven. You can look at studies that black people do better when they're taken care of by another black person because they can actually understand things 100%. Um, <clears throat> and translate and actually be <clears throat> honest about what they're going through. Yeah, and, we, feel, we feel safe. Yeah, and it's like if you think about every doctor's appointment you've ever been to when you had an issue, it's always like treating the symptoms. No one's actually trying to get to the core of what's really going on. And that's like a big problem because and, it's like, and the reason they ain't trying to get to the me? core, and the reason they ain't trying to get to the core of what we got going on is because it's been it's been constructed to um, that at the core of our, our of our being is that we ain't right. Yeah, some bullshit. Yeah, and man, I remember a few years ago I almost died. I had a blood clot in my leg, Damn. and I had a it turned into a pulmonary embolism, Damn. and it went through my heart. And my artery and like split off to my lungs and I literally could have had a um, heart attack and like died. So that happened while I was literally in Cleveland at uh, a Shakespeare play, which is Midnight Summer's Dream. I was that was happening to me. Yeah, I think it's a cool ass story. (laughs) But um, (laughs) that was going on. So when I went to the hospital, this is when I was with my ex. We went to the hospital. Um, They tried to send me home the same day. Wow. And his mom came up there. My ex is white. His mom came up there and was like, why are you guys sending her home? And she just could have, um, if she has a pulmonary embolism, she could have died. You guys need to run tests on her, figure out what's going on, da 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 She start asking hella questions, right? Yeah. Doctor leaves. She goes out to get something. Doctor comes back in the room. I swear he was waiting outside. Comes back in the room like, is that your lawyer? What's going on? Like, is that da 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 This is a true story. Like, this really happened. Mm-hmm. She, he started asking me if that was my lawyer and, like, who the woman was. So my, boy, my ex at the time was, like, sitting in the room, like, kind of just, like, looking weird at the dude. He goes back outside. About two hours or so later, he comes back, like, oh, we're going to keep her for a week and monitor her. We're going to run a few tests. Like, oh, because the white woman said you, that y'all need to, y'all going to do it now. But when I was, like, saying, pleading my case, you, didn't, you wanted to send me home. Because a lot of people really don't give credence to a lot of black people. That was... And especially black women, and it's like, because what was the number of um, pregnancies that was um, just from black women to white women, just because they don't believe what's really being said, or they just don't care, or they treat it like a mechanic of just. Um, when I learned, when I learned, source not trying to find the source, but trying to find yeah. you to come back. When I learned some of the specifics of um black uh infant infant for infant vitality and shit and like the infant mortality rate and like how we have one of the highest in the country. I think at one point Summit County had the highest in the country. Oh, yeah, we had like the highest in the country um at one point like a couple years ago. And it might might still be that way today. I'm not I'm not hundred percent sure. When I learned kinda like the breakdown of that, I'm like, oh yeah, this shit is it's more fucked up even than you you could even really imagine because it's like it's literally exterminating black life at the start of it. And that's Depressing as fuck when you when you when you break it down like that when you hear it like that. It really um, is. 
Man, I could talk about healthcare for a long time. Don't get me, don't get me started for real. That's why I'm like, let's not even go there. Yeah, don't, don't even get me started. We back live? Yeah, we ain't we ain't never stopped really recording oh. on the audio. Well, but, I wanted man, to I thank said, you for um, having me out. I was kind of like, dang, I wonder if you ever going to ask me to be on the show. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm glad you reached out to me because um, I have been noticing what you're doing. And it's definitely an honor to be on your show Thank because you. I know you're going to blow up. So I'm going to be able to be like, I was on his show when he was just starting out. Right. Um, so I'm just really grateful for it. Your questions were really good. You, you were you had a really good intent and a good focus. And I feel like I was able to say a lot of things that um, I've been wanting to say um, and just haven't had the platform to say it. So I appreciate you for giving me a safe space to do that. Thank you. It means a lot. Um, and I just want to like wish you nothing but blessings in the future and like continue to grow, continue to learn and continue to take each lesson you get as something positive. Thank you. I, so. I, I appreciate that. As a words of affirmation guy, yeah. I received that. So, yes. so thank you. Thank, thank you kindly. Yes. Um, I, I genuinely appreciate appreciate that. And I don't take it lightly. Yeah. So, no, so. I mean it for okay. sure. No, I know. Like, I, I'm like, I'm, I'm seeing people and it's like, I see you working. I see the passion. And it's hard to find other black entrepreneurs in the same city that is doing something and wanting to grow. So anytime I can get you in a situation that's going to help elevate you, I'll do that. And I don't expect nothing from it. It's just me genuinely wanting to see more people grow. So Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Appreciate that again. Yeah. Thank you so much. This has been fantastic. Yes. Um, before I get you out of here, I got a couple of rapid questions I want to hit you with. Okay. The first one is... Um, <laughs> We're in the new year. Okay. I hate New Year's resolutions. Okay. But I love intentions. So what do you want to be intentional about in 2022? Um, I want to make sure I'm treating, like, responding. But I need to respond better to people, like, relationships and stuff. Like, uh, like in some, like, intentional communication type stuff? Or just, like, somebody hit you up, I got to respond. Like, you would go a couple of days and won't respond. Um... I want to be more intentional with relationships in general this year. Um, well, all the time. That's just been an overall goal for me is just having more intentional relationships and uh, connections with people. Okay. Yeah. Good. And with my finances, though. I can't. I'm cool on spending money. <laughs> for real. Hold on. Real, real quick. Why you just touched on that? Because I was thinking when you said something. How much did you invest to become a, a yoga? How much was your yoga instructor? Thirty six hundred. And you say a you made a little more. When you said it was how much? Thirty six hundred dollars. Thirty six hundred dollars. So let's even round it up to four grand. And uh-huh. you said you already hit five figures in your business in year one. Yes. How much did you spend on your college degree? Ooh. Okay, so I went to two colleges. I went to Hiram College for two years. I did not. I was in the wasn't in the military. That rounded about 60K because it's 30K a semester. It's a private college. Now, all my Kent State stuff, which was free. So I have about like, not right now. I don't have that much. I have like 50 something in debt right now. But you invested, Joe. But I'm cool with the debt. I'm okay with it because I have. There's nothing wrong with college. Well, Army has wanna, tuition. I don't even want to say it's nothing wrong no, with no, college no. debt because there is. It is. But, but the Army gives me tuition reimbursement. Okay. So I'll get my reimbursement. The point that I'm trying to make is... <laughs> it, I've, I invested more... Basically, you're saying is it was worth the investment because I'm getting it back. Absolutely. And, three. and And, like, it was a... It's a... It was an investment that was, like... Don't get me wrong. Four grand is a lot of money. 
but at yeah. the same time, it's not crazy amount of bread. Like, nah, you know it's it did seem like a lot. Like, cause I'm like, damn, thirty like you three thousand three thousand six hundred dollars. Whoa, for a paper. Get, you can get a credit card limit of four thousand. Somebody with a low credit score. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, and invest that and put in the work. That's some passion behind it. True, and. and there's more business to it. That's why I want to talk to more black yoga instructors. I'm like, this could be more business for a lot of yeah, us to yeah, make yeah. money. I'm like, once I start doing trainings, think about me having a class of 25 people paying 3600 a month to, to listen, to get a certification. I'll be making 50K plus per month, per month, just getting off subscriptions and stuff. So right. it's like, it's a lot of money to be made within right. yoga, but it's like, you got to be intentional with it and you got to have value. So right. I'm like, I still need to educate myself before I go there. Right. You know? What's your what's your purpose and how is that connected to what you're doing today? Oh man, I feel like my purpose is definitely healing, healing, for sure. Yeah, uh, right, I feel like I have a purpose in healing and like a, a naturing and caring. Okay. Like, what's something about you people will be surprised to know? Something surprised? Ooh, a lot. Um, people don't know nothing about me really. So give them one. What I don't put a lot out there. To know? Jeez, do I want to get some? Just give them one. You don't got to get <laughs> just, just give them one. Um, dang, I'm like, I don't know. Surprised? Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I don't know if I should say that. Come on, you want to leave your purpose podcast. Go ahead and get it out there. It's just a safe space. I've never dated a black man. Okay. Is that surprising? Yeah. Okay. Never? Ever. In my whole life. I only had three boyfriends, though. Okay. I don't know what else to say. I'm like, I ain't going too personal here. I don't know okay, what Okay, no, that's, that, that's, that's a good one. That is, that is surprising. That's what came to my mind. That's surprising. Um, what scares you? What scares me? Hold on, why? Why you ain't ever dated a black guy? <laughs> I gotta ask. If somebody gonna watch it, they gonna be like, why you ain't asking why? Um, because it never, I never had the opportunity, really. It's nothing, per, nothing like that. I just, like, I've tried, and, like, I feel like it just never had the opportunity. Like, I was always either in a relationship, or the guys I've talked to just wasn't giving me the energy I needed, and I was cool. Okay, okay. But I've, like I said, only had three um, boyfriends my whole life. Okay. So. What scares you? What scares me? Um... I don't know. I think the fear of being like sexually assaulted is scary to me. Mm. Being like a woman. That's deep. <laughs> but that's real. It though. is though. Real. Like I like they walked in and I have my gun out. I got nightlights everywhere. <laughs> I had a stalker in a building. Like it's just a fear of mine of like that's something I cannot control. Um it's like someone like attacking me. So sometimes I'd be paranoid like being by myself going to the gym early in the morning. I'd be going early at like five and then like leaving the studio late, late. you know, or like having one-on-one <clears throat> private sessions with men and stuff like that. I had someone call me on a free consultation call to tell me that they had an issue with masturbating 30 minutes into the call. Like it just be weird. Men are just, no, let me not say that people can just be strange and have problems and not know boundaries. Right. And sometimes they just need help. And sometimes they do things that they shouldn't be doing. Yeah. So that's a fear. What's your uh, favorite quote? Ooh, I'm going to say, hold on. It's on my website. Okay. I got to go to it though. Cause I, I don't want to mess it up. I'm a, you going to like this camera guy. 
You're going to like this because this has to do with cameras. Okay, so it says, this is my favorite quote. I should learn this. Um, Life is like a camera. Focus on what's important. Capture the good times. Develop the negatives. And if it doesn't work out, take another shot. That's my favorite quote because it's true. Like that. It's like poetic in a way. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, what's the best advice you ever received? The best advice I ever received was to say less and um, listen more and learn more. I think we over talk sometimes, and I'm a firm believer in like um, I still have issues sometimes. I talk too much. Like uh, in the army, I learned that just like being more observant and like picking up on like nonverbals more, just like listening more, picking up on stuff more, reading more, you know, stuff like that. If you could call your 20-year-old self, knowing what you know today, what would you tell yourself? Mm, uh, ooh, definitely to, uh, uh, to marriage will come. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. I think I was too focused in my relationship in my 20s. Like I remember I was telling you I was in a five-year relationship. I met him at 19. I got out of it at 25. I'm 27. It's only been three years. Mm. You're 27 today. Oh, yeah. So, 25, 26, two years. It's only wow. been two years. Wow. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, I was like housewifey for a minute. For real? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's kind of cool that I, like, got out of that relationship because um, as soon as I got out of it, I started blossoming. I was, like, by myself, I started doing stuff I needed to do for me. Yeah. And it wasn't a bad situation. No, nothing happened. We right. just weren't. We just like more like roommates. Okay, got it, got it, got yeah. it. Well, tell people you know where they can find you, your social media tags, your website, what type of offerings you're doing in your classes, how they can register, you know, to become a student. Okay, so you can find me at Intime Yoga underscore Wellness on Instagram, and I have a website. It's www.intimestu.com, and that is where you can find all of my scheduling, my booking. You can find all of my aromatherapy line. I have candles that are handmade, all natural organic. Um, we didn't tap too much into my candles, but all of the candles is, like, not harmful to, to breathe in. It's a lot of education I learned about candles, too. We'll have to talk later about that. <laughs> but um, they're all handmade, all, like, organic and natural. And then I have room and mat spray and sage and stuff like that you can purchase as well. And then I um, have a bunch of community options on there, so... Like, if you ever had an event that was, like, local and you wanted to bring in, like, someone like me to do anything that I serve or provide anything that I serve. Like, I've donated products to stuff. Oh. Um, I do free community yoga at, like, any type of charity. I have some stuff coming up with the art museum. Okay. So, I collaborate a lot in the community. So, um, I'm a value of source if you ever need me because if it has to do with the community, I'll just do it for free because I'm, like, I just want to connect, Dope. you know. Yeah, we got some stuff coming up. Uh, we'll talk to you a little bit about it off camera. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We'll get yeah. some information. Um, you know, we'll, I'll give you the details and all that type of stuff. Yeah. So, you know, we'll, we'll get it situated. That's when you can find me. Shanda, thank you so much. This has been terrific. Listen, the last thing that I have my guests do is I have them lobby for a special guest. Um, oh, okay. My apologies. I should have told you who the guest was at the beginning. I normally do. Um, okay. Because I've had some guests tell me, like, yeah, I like what you're doing, John, but I don't with that person so i'm not lobbying for that person but yeah. but we had um our special guest arian foster he's a former nfl player 
Okay. Uh, on, on the podcast, he was like one of the inspirations. He had a podcast at one point in time after he uh, retired from the NFL. Okay. And I was very much inspired through his through his um through his pod and stuff. We were able to get him on the show last January. Last January, this time of the year, last year, matter of fact, we had to get him on the show. So this time, man, we lobbying for another guest. Um, we lobbying for Mr. Charlemagne the God. We want to get him. That on would the be show. lit. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I love what Charlemagne is doing on the uh, on the mental health side, and just like his yeah. his his transparency with his evolution. You know what I'm saying? That as a, he's as a evolved, man. man. Oh man, it's it's it's, it's his amazing. whole aesthetic is like is I'm loving it, man. Yeah, he, he he's he's doing his thing. So I want to sit sure. down and really have a conversation with him. Um, so if you could look at that camera right there, this one, the one on you. Okay. Tell Mr. Charlemagne the God why he should be a guest on the Live Your Purpose podcast. Charlemagne the God, you should definitely be a guest on the Live Your Purpose podcast because it's a great host. What they're doing is actually meaningful. Um, they're really trying to connect with the community and have valuable conversations that are going to hold a lot of education, a lot of things that are going to help change a lot of lives, a lot of things that are going to help educate. Um, so you should definitely want to be a part of it and just support something in a um, community like ours. And it would be great to have somebody of your stature to come in and just show that all the hard work that these people are putting in at um, Live Your Purpose podcast um, is paying off and just um, show some support in that way. Um, and just to educate a little bit, bring a little bit of your flavor, but come and support them because um, it'll mean a lot for us as the viewers, as well as us, the interviewers, and them as a business. So come and check them out. That was fire. You dropped a lot of bars right there. That was good. That was very, very good. <laughs> Thank you so much again, Shanda. We appreciate you. Again, this has been a wonderful conversation. Yes. I genuinely appreciate it. Another episode. LYP. You can go to the website www.lypp.org to cop the merch. Um, we always got new stuff. We got events, things like that coming up. Um, follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. Um, Live Your Purpose Podcast One. Um, again, much love to the community at LYP. Much love to y'all. Shout out to my team, Gabe, Darrell. I appreciate y'all. LYP, baby. Peace.